Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to this episode of the Podosaurus. I'm your host Ken, and with me we have Man of the Hour, Kill or Lou. Yo, and Timber Taff. Not the Man of the Hour, but I'm here. Yeah, yeah, you're just here. How's everyone? All right, good. My hands hurt. What are you doing? Carpal tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> How's that been going for you? <laughs> It sucks. I was just looking over. I'm like, where's my brace? I should probably do that while I'm not doing jack shit right now. No. Put that brace back uh, on. You know, I actually learned something from Ring Fit that really helps with carpal tunnel. What? They have these stretches they have you do during warm-up where you, like, move your arm across the body and then pull down and up on your, on the tips of your fingers. And I, I I always knew about, like, the bending the wrist backward and forward thing. Mm-hmm. But if you actually pull your entire arm across and then do it, it stretches the muscle a lot further along the arm. So it actually helps a lot. Like, wait, how do you do this? Yeah, so like you take take your left arm and then mm-hmm. pull it to the the right side of your body mm-hmm. and then grab the tips of your fingers of your left hand, then pull your wrist downward. Oh, like while... like so I'm like my right arm will be pulling my left arm yeah over there okay and you'll be pulling across i'm just like i'm just sitting here like like rubbing my torso trying to figure out how to do this (laughs) it's like my girlfriend walks in she's like what the fuck are you doing i'm like recording a podcast (laughs) yes you're just like maybe you're just like on the floor doing twister and it's like oh it's a podcast uh it's a weird episode uh for halloween so much you timber <laughs> uh I've been I've been good. I had I had on call over the weekend which meant that I didn't do any streaming, but uh on the flip side I played a bunch of games, so I, I, I still kinda did the thing I would normally do anyway. Neat. Cool. What have we been playing? <laughs> <You're> saying... <laughs> Hello. This is the Potosaurus. I'm now, so mad. We shall, move... <laughs> we shall move to the next part of the podcast where we will discuss the video games. What have we been playing? <laughs> I have been playing a beep boop game. What is a beep boop game? You're that playing is a game De- that was De- Detroit Become Human. <laughs> Does it have um... human music in it? human music oh god no that'd be the worst uh but no i guess i guess i can start because i have kind of a laundry list of of games that i went through um (laughs) let's get comfy (laughs) get comfortable uh but no fidgeting with something on my desk while timber rattles off everything he's played actually there's really not i'm just kidding there's actually not that much i did play really the two big things i played was deadbolt and loom deadbolt was a revisit i had played it before but i really wanted to play something kind of halloweeny uh and i may have even mentioned it on this podcast before but it's basically a uh a game in the in a similar style to something like katana zero or hotline miami where you go around and kill people in really snappy ways but also you die in in no time at all if you're not careful 
But is the game published by Devolver Digital? Uh, let me check. I feel like I it... have, I have this like mindset that Devolver Digital only makes like two games, and then they're just reskinned of each other. And one of them is the Gungeon style, and then the other one is the Hotline Miami style. No, Which... this is actually this one's made by Hapu. Hapu Games. Who published it? Hapu. Okay. Hapu Games. Uh, <laughs> who made it? Hapu. <laughs> who, who sold it? Hapu. <laughs> it was all Hapu. Hapu all the way down. Um, I, I think it, it, it was an extraordinary game for me, though, um, because it basically took that premise but put it in a context that's really interesting. You play as the Reaper, and, and basically you're your job is you were appointed by some unseen force that we don't know who it could possibly be there's no metaphor at all but then you go at your your task with killing the undead because they've violated the 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 sanctity of being dead uh, and as the reaper it's your job to collect their souls and bring them back so then you kind of go through all these levels killing zombies and vampires and skeletons while unraveling the lore of kind of why they were resurrected what it's like to be these undead creatures and why they're conspiring together to do some thing in their in their uh, unnatural afterlife all the while running around with shotguns and pistols and all manner of uh, crazy weaponry as you skulk about the different apartments to try to kill them as sneakily as possible. It's a very fun game and really snappy, and probably the standout thing is the music, which is really fantastic. So if you've never played Deadbolt, I highly recommend that one. I think I own one thing that company has made. Hold on, let me look. What was it? Hapu? Hapu Games. Hapu? 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 Hapu Games. H-A-P-U or H-A-P-P-U? Oh, it's H-O-P-O-O. Hopu? Maybe it's Hope. Hopu? Hopu, like hop. Like hope, but with a U? So it's Hopu. Alright, well I can't... Hold on. Dead Bolt. Google. Send tweet. That's that's it! That's the tweet! Wait, what? Hopu. No, I'm just when people are just like they try and be like like semi snarky, but there's like you know they're just saying a simple thing on Twitter. There's like they're like everyone should be able to have air. That's it. That's the tweet. It's like you said nothing brave, or they'll say something very like yes. Everyone thinks that they're like I don't think people should be racist. That's it. That's the tweet. I'm like good job. You have done nothing. You have nothing. Stop trying to be an influencer on Twitter. Stop I, I mean, is there such a thing as really influencing anything on Twitter? Other than just kicking a hornet nest. There are a lot of streamers that are trying to be influencers or trying to be like, they're trying to be big in streamer Twitter, which I already don't barely, like don't really pay attention to that much. But they're all obnoxious and they're the ones that have like that false toxic positivity and then they're just annoying and they're trying to get that next big hot take out there, their next one. And I can see these people do it. I watched them and I was like, you're tweeting five tweets an hour trying to hope that one of them will actually getting traction i'm like do you believe what you're saying or you just want the likes on it because let's all be honest here i like when i post me saying a hot take of silent hill 4 i just want the likes on it everyone knows i already hate that game it's like that's what that's the point of that but you're doing it with being like faux like you're not you're not you're not saying anything you're trying to be like socially active but not really it's really it's like slacktivism within the twitter like within the twitch streamer 
like community on Twitter on Twitter. Yeah. What, what, whatever I'm trying to say. The hacktivism, slacktivism on, on hashtag twitter.com slash, uh, slash See, everything Hunter. I just did, that's it. That's the tweet. That's the tweet. It's a, that's the tweet. Please like read that my one Instagram more time. and follow me on Snapchat. I'm going to start blocking people. <laughs> I honestly haven't even seen this happen once. I feel like you have a really well, bad Timmy, selection of people of- to follow. Well, you're also like in the like in that so much like with like streamer like I guess community that you're just like a week after you have been on streams you're like by the way I know it's Sunday now but there's no streams this week. <laughs> I am I am not. You're I'm probably not wondering where I was, and everyone's like, everyone's like, we we knew you 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 didn't have any streams after Tuesday. You're like, well, there we there weren't any. You're welcome. <laughs> that's Glad that's that's help. it. That's 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 it. That's the tweet. So uh yeah, I I don't I'm not good at Twitter and I also don't want to be because it's an absolute like it's just hell. It's just a, a hellish place to to post things. I'll occasionally oh. go through it and try to read like happy things for people and then occasionally an unhappy thing shows up and uh if it turns into like a cascade of unhappy things that's when i'm like okay i found the bottom of twitter i'm done for today i was surprised like because everyone talks about doom scrolling i must not have like enough like stuff like i thought i felt follow like quite a bit of politically active or socially active people but i don't doom scroll or maybe i don't understand what doom scrolling is (laughs) I mean, I've been counteracting it by just, and I'm sorry if you're someone who ended up in this category of person, but I have 100% like gone through and muted a good 20 or 30 people who have consistently. I've muted quite a few people. Yeah. I mean, people who get overly political on Twitter, it just drives, I don't care. Like you're probably, I know you're a nice person, so I don't want to like unfollow you, but also God damn it. (laughs) Like just stop. I don't want to read this right now. This probably sounds terrible, like, because it is important, but I'm getting really tired of every website telling me to vote. I'm I getting mean, really this... tired of every th- single thing. I'm opening up Postmates. It's like, don't forget uh, to vote. It's like, I just want to see how much McDonald's costs for me. <laughs> I mean, that's like, just underst- the way it is. You have to just ignore, like, you, you, you have to hide yourself in a bubble. We're so close to uh, election it's season. It's like, I'm, I'm already registered. And, like, yeah, how many I, times do I... Technically, I already voted. <laughs> Same. And the I'm reason we say technically is because, well, technically, I don't know if my vote's going to make it. Politics. I'm done. Yeah. It is one of those, like, if I hit dismiss, stop coming back. I have, I'm like, how, how do I, how do I prove to you that I'm registered to vote? Instagram. <laughs> how do I prove to you, Postmates? I just want to see if it's worth ordering fries from McDonald's right now. It's 11 o'clock at night. Do you think I'm motivated to do anything else? No, I'm trying to order French fries from McDonald's. My life's not going that great today. I've already registered to vote. Well, you like, get just the. Let, uh... I just let me know how much my French fries are. Also, hey, I found out. If you I, noticed order... you, I noticed. Oh, go ahead. See, also, by the way, if you want to order McDonald's at night, you need a minimum order of like $12. And then by the time yeah. you get to the delivery, it's double the price. Like after all that with the fee. So I'm like, so I'm paying $12. For more food than I need from McDonald's. And then by the time I look at my order after, you know, service free, tax, delivery charge. Even though I have the thing that's supposed to be giving me free delivery. And then on top of that, like the tip, it's like $23. It's like, I just, I just wanted fries and chicken nuggets. <laughs> I threw the soda on there as a gimme just so I could hit the price. And then it's like, oh, you got small cart, cart fee. I oh, want a car. God. Wait, what? I want a car so I can just go drive to Taco Bell in the middle of the night. 
I don't think you want to be dra- especially not right now. Taco Bell took off all of their good menu items on account of the get, pandemic. Did they, get, did they get rid of black bean burritos? Did they get rid of crunchy tacos? You you un, you misunderstand how basic I eat at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay, they got rid of the Doritos Locos Taco, and that was like oh, the, the but those the were gross. For me. I loved those, especially because, the, like, uh, who's like I want stale Dorito tacos. I want to eat a taco that is stale. So you'd prefer the stale tortilla tacos instead? They don't taste as stale because, like, with the with those, you're used to the flavor of it. But like, when you get a stale Dorito, you know it's stale. There's a difference between between a stale like corn tortilla like shell and a stale Dorito. Stale Doritos are disgusting. I mean, they're softer. They're softer. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's already going to be softer from having sauce and lettuce and tomatoes and probably some other hot I, sauce thrown I, on I, top. I done told you earlier, if you guys didn't know the bad news that came out about America, we don't like iceberg lettuce no more. Ah, There's man. no demand for it anymore. So, I can, so enjoy can, I, can, I, can. can I ask for romaine lettuce at, at the Taco Bell? You can they try have, and they'll probably laugh they at you. <laughs> They're like, bud, we got rid of potatoes. Do you think we have romaine lettuce here? Get the fuck out. <laughs> What were we talking about? We were talking about Deadbolt. We were talking about Hopu. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. No, because I, I thought they were I thought they were the developer that made Yuppie Psycho, or because I thought you said something, or you said Yuppie Psycho was similar or something. No, I had I didn't mention Yuppie Psycho, though. That's a great game to mention uh, as as one that I would like to play. Uh, I just they're coming out with a free update, like with a bunch of new stuff soon. I, all all I know is that a friend of mine sang on the soundtrack of that game, so I'm like, I would like to oh, check that out. But now. yeah, I know did that's they, probably did, a huge. Did they ever? Now. Did they ever do vocal covers of original lyrics for Undertale on Twitter, on YouTube? Uh, the the friend? No, they did not. Okay, thank God. I hate those people. Actually, just kidding. They did. I totally forgot they did. <laughs> oh, I'm going to install Yubby Cycle real quick. Oh my god, no. Uh, I also played Loom. Uh, that's one of those old LucasArts uh, adventure games. I thought it was really good and one that I'm shocked I had not played before because it's it's a surprisingly serious one. Like, probably the most like serious adventure game by them that I had played Hmm. where uh, a lot of it is just played really straight in terms of like here's the concept there are these people called the weavers and they maintain the loom and the loom is basically you know the the construct of the universe and you get like this wand that's basically an instrument that lets you play different songs and those Hmm. songs are basically how you solve puzzles in the game so you'll go through and play different melodies to do things like dye a piece of wool green because it's the song of dying or you know so kind of it's kind of that sort of thing and and as you progress through the plot all kinds of crazy stuff happens and in pretty much 85 percent of situations anything you do in the game somehow ruins somebody else's in-game life which is just uh it always comes as a surprise because you're like oh i was just trying to you know i was just trying to find some swans and uh all of a sudden you just screwed somebody over for no reason, um, but it it's really it's it's really entertaining, and I think the the soundtrack is usually like different songs from Swan Lake, which is actually really fitting, even though it sounds like it would be lame because they're using kind of a royalty free stuff. But uh, I don't know; it's really interesting. It's really short, and I found it to be unique. Plus, they had a uh, 
uh, they, they apparently had like a guild of theater actors that they had actually hired on to do both the pre-story audio play as well as the voice acting in the game so the voices in it are really top-notch for something coming out of the 1990s so if you like adventure games i highly recommend that one and i'm definitely I'm, like way behind on recommending that to people <laughs> i'm always hit or miss on like old adventure games because a lot of times they're either a lot of times they're like either too childish or there's like they don't grasp my attention enough like what is everyone now is like i I know it's a very different type everyone keeps talking to me about humongous games for some reason oh yeah i mean humongous is is there a reason why everyone's talking to me about that now uh was it specifically okami talking about it or or no 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 yeah so people might chat i mean the only reason would be because they're nostalgic games from people's childhood the humongous games specifically specialized in adventure games for children so if you think they're childish that's because they that's literally what they were intended no, I, to do I, not, not necessarily those because i've never played those just like i'll play some that like like um at times like monkey island feels too childish but like i mean it's just like l- like layered with like innuendo and shit that's uh, and that's one of the reasons i actually really enjoyed loom is that it's one of the few that t- plays itself straight and really has very very dry humor when it does do humor in a way that you know something like monkey island is very overt full throttles very overt um i thought it was weird i kind of liked it but at the same time i never want to play that game again (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i feel like a lot of adventure games really really went hard on humor and i think that was set in motion because king's quest was so popular and was one of the progenitors of that genre that they just went oh well that one kind of did the whole you know usually kind of funny thing so we're all we're gonna be wacky funny all the time uh and i I really did i do appreciate it when they dabble in something a little bit more serious and loom just had kind of a creative vision to it that just makes it so intriguing to you just want to know how the story goes it's not even about like it's, it's nothing esoteric like oh i like the way the character is or i think that the colors are really nice like it's really it's it's much more you know i just want to know where this is gonna go which is a rare feeling to get out of adventure games because especially in early 1990s it feels like this the the writing was always shockingly secondary uh in those games uh compared to their like puzzle gimmicks loom definitely is an inversion of that where it's more story driven and the puzzles while there aren't anything that's gonna like confound you for very long was that all of you uh you were really doing timber i played a fraction of ill bleed before realizing that that was a bad idea um i think it's really so do do you still own the disc for that or no, you, I do um, not. I do not. That was to- that was definitely emulated. I don't own. Ill okay, Blade. I was just curious, Mike, if you had it. I'm like, hit me up. <laughs> oh, by the way, there is a a small but growing campaign to convince you to give me Haunting Ground. Oh God, no. <laughs> I Gee, I wonder it, why when you <laughs> when you named the title of the episode <laughs> "Burning for Haunting Ground." <laughs> Because, like, one of the guys in my um, Twitch team came in, and he's just like, the Timber guy, that need, he needs to give you Haunting Ground. I'm like, right? He does. <laughs> he's like, how do we make this happen? I'm like, I don't know. A small Twitter campaign would probably be nice. He'll never see it, but we could try. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of people that are going to get muted soon. We, I can feel you know, that. We, we, I can we feel could hide it in the storm. one place he'll never look. 
his own Discord server. Oh, God. <laughs> just every day, just <laughs> give... Call. You're just going to see new people come in and be like, that's weird. Uh, Alchemy Fox is going to have a heart attack. <laughs> how do I... You don't ha- need it. How do we you don't, this? You don't even need it. I do need it. If I ever want to play Haunting Ground, I cannot play it on an emulator. Dude. It is so garbage emulated. The only thing that's weird with it is the doors, and the wind, and like anything reflections. The doors and any reflections, and there's like a weird flicker to it if you're using the wrong settings. Like not. But nah. this is me. It is you. It's it's cure it. you. It's you. Look, like, do you want me to send you a picture of all the clock tower games I own right now and the one I don't own, which is. Well, I don't own most of them actually. I only own them in Japanese. I can't fix you. I cannot fix your missing clock tower. I cannot fix missing clock tower. Just for the record, apparently Capcom couldn't do that with Resident Evil Three Remake either. Yeah. If this was literally if this was live, that people would have laughed. <laughs> oh, like oh, we oh, get oh, that oh, reference. I, I think I have just the thing. Uh, here you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's the closest I could come to laughter. What was that? That was applause, apparently. No, uh, that sounded from... like pouring rain. <laughs> uh, I was like, was why that's... is it raining now? No, that, that, that was canned applause from the 1990s on a Casio. Uh, <laughs> nice. So. It bleeds, it, it, it bleeds, it's trash. I, I, it's good. It, the it's the good writing trash, is so though. funny. The writing is so funny. I just like, wish that the game itself was a better play experience. I would rather play that than a lot of other games, though. Like, if I had a choice between that and just, like, a lot of games that era that were just, like, it's, you know exactly what you're getting into, even if it's better. Like, they're like, yo, just play, you know, I don't know, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. It's a Resident Evil clone. It'll be fine. But oh, yeah. I'd rather not play that again. I'd and rather, I, and I acknowledge play, I'd rather that too. play Illblade. I acknowledge that, too. Like, I'm saying it's bad because I'm just disappointed that I forgot how much of a struggle it is to actually play the game. But the fact of it is... I do think it's a game that is worth it for everybody to play at least once because least, it is so fantastically unique in concept and execution. Nothing just else like, is it's like so that game. Weird. There's not even any other genre I can think of. The closest was, um, oh, what was it? Tofu told me the name of this one. What was it called? Carnival. Oh, Carnival. I know that one. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I think this is the closest there is to something like Illbleed, but it's more of a straightforward arcade game. Yeah, Carnival's like, kind of just a straight shooter, but it does have the same wacky feel of like you're going yeah. through a very spoopy, demented, haunted house that has mm. that very campy, like, um, I guess, how, what would you even describe that as? Is it like, um, I was going to say Gremlins, but I'm thinking of a different movie. Uh, the Leprechaun series. It's like It's like playing the Leprechaun series. Like, you know it's bad. It's not meant to be good. Mm. Um, and because of that there's so much like tongue-in-cheek stuff that's just hidden in it i, I don't know like, it's, I, this... I don't think illbleed was made to be bad but i know it was made to be different in like like a little frustrating like it was made to be a very difficult attempt at survival horror while being like you know completely different than anything else but i think they went too far in how bad it ended up being yeah, like they, there's definitely some deliberate um, takes, such as uh, what was it, uh, the intro to the lumberjack level, where they were like, uh, 
and he was never found in the forest again, but that didn't matter because he was a loner anyone and nobody cared. Yeah, the, 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 the narrator is so funny. <laughs> it's just... Like, like the way Illbleed is, like, it went out to set, set out to be something different. It stuck the landing, but it broke, it, it broke both of its legs on the way down. Yeah. Like, it hit the ground and it broke both of its legs when it stuck the landing. So it made it. It counted. But <laughs> it yeah. And, 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 there's, and there's so many just, like, little baffling decisions where it's like okay we're gonna make a character that doesn't get like knocked down when they encounter enemies which is like okay fine that's an annoying mechanic anyway but then also we're gonna give an item that makes it so other characters don't have that problem okay cool because it's really annoying when that happens but then why would i ever not just play eriko <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to play as anyone but eriko there's no reason to because she has the best stats for, I think, almost everything. And then you can just put the upgrades into her. And her character trait as a character is she doesn't get scared. Yeah. So she she can, like, recover from shock death once, I think. Oh, I didn't even know that. I, I never... Like, because I think I played as her. And she can recover from shock death or being knocked out. I think she can faint two or three times before it counts as, like, death. But she can't get scared. Like, it's, it's so weird. She's just already better than the other three characters so there's no reason to, to like play as them i really wish that more games would borrow some of the underlying mechanics of that and put it in a better executed game like the whole heart I, I, the I'd heart like rate see... thing is so cool the heart monitors or the horror monitor is cool like they spend the whole first level you know trying like teaching you the mechanics and air quotes because they don't and showing you how important it is and then the second level they take it away <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Ken, what did you play? We're gonna sit here and talk. I can sit here and talk about Illblade for an entire podcast. Oh, what? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> what year? What year is it? <laughs> Ken was a young man when this started. When we started this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, um. Was... So there's a couple things I actually played. So first, I just finished breath of the wild as of recording what is and your uh what's your final like score out of three score out of three yes okay. with zero being unplayable trash and then three being perfect two two that's a fair score uh out of three yeah out of three a, a, oh, okay. a three point scale is the best one that's the best most effective scale i think yeah, i, I would... agree with that assessment like it's in go ahead this is your, obviously this is your time like like i've i didn't do a lot of things i i found out after the fact that i didn't do a lot of things so i didn't do the other research lab i didn't even know there was another re yeah. research lab so i the, didn't even the do first that. time i found that i was just like <laughs> what 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 is this here you can buy arrows like yeah you're gonna get like parts i'm like oh neat yeah so like <laughs> i didn't even know that was there and I unlocked the entire map too. And I guess like when I went went there, I was just like so hell bent on making the curve of the map that I didn't even notice the a the guardian that was there and b the the research lab. Yeah, you can surprisingly just miss a bunch of stuff that like when you would go back after you know it, you're like, how did I just walk past all the castle ruins? How did I walk past this whole fortress that's demolished? Like you, just, you went over there a little bit and you just didn't look this way. <laughs> Yeah, so that 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 was I I found out that you could miss a lot of things, and I walked a majority of this game. Like I didn't 
I didn't use a horse at all. I think I only used a horse like once. They're kind of pointless. If that, yeah, and they're like totally undrivable. And then my friend wants me to play his file you... just to kind of get to um, Hateno Village because he just didn't want to play. And I was like, why are you making me use this horse? The horse is undrivable. I'd rather kill the horse than just get my day on. Do you use on. the verb drive with horse? Or I guess mush. Mush it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's for slave mush sled dogs. Mush Epona. Mush Epona. <laughs> Yeehaw! I was silver. Oh my god! Um, I, guess I, I, per, I personally <laughs> really like using the horses, uh, but also it has to be a very specific horse to make it worth it. Um, like one of the two special ones that actually have a meter that's worth mentioning. But uh, it's I still find it really impressive that you like spend most of your time walking, which is probably a good way of enjoying the game. But also, I took like over a hundred hours on my play session and uh yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't think i could handle it yeah so i walked a majority of it and then i used ra- ravioli's power to kind of just get all over the place i guess ravioli's whoosh whoosh his whoosh yeah, revolu- was amazing revolu- ravioli's whoosh whoosh that's the technical term for it yeah so out of the four heroes i mean I don't know. I, uh, what was it? Goron? Goron? Big, big mm, old chug Garuk, yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't like his area all so much. It, honestly, Death Mountain sucks, but Death Mountain always sucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one that generally finds Death Mountain to be the weakest part of most Zelda games. And then, um, what was it? Um, Onesan's area was kind of a Difficult. Herbosa? Herbosa. Oh, oh yeah, her. Um, hers is kind of difficult, yeah. Mostly because there was like nothing there, and then when I wanted to go somewhere, there was a sandstorm, and I was just like, "What the f- fuck is going on here?" So there, there's that. But out of the four, I mean, I I, I like Fish Lady, and then I liked uh, Ravioli, even though he's a smart ass. I hope you like that. It's funny because most people say that their least favorite area is um, Ravioli Land, or at least the actual sanct- like sanctuary itself they find is the weakest. Oh, I, I liked his, and then just, you know, the task to get into the Divine Beast the most? His and Fish Lady's ones. So, that, that was one thing I, I ended up really, really liking. But it is... The, doing Hyrule Castle, though, was very interesting. I, I didn't really know what, what to expect there. I didn't know that I'd be coming across so many guardians in my life. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> That's where the, that's what the game's like, oh, have you learned how to parry? Let's teach you how to parry. I didn't know how to parry until I was at Ganon. Oh, God, no. That's the worst. So, like, they were like, I, if, if I remember correctly, you just shield at the right time because, you know, he has his... His perfect shield already. The only way to do it is if you um, parry parry his blast, right? That's the only way that you can yeah, stun so him. Yeah, you, so you pull your shield up, and then as soon as the beam connects with your shield, you hit your parry button, and then it does like a bash and bashes the laser you, back you at him. You just feel it. You just feel it. Yeah, you just feel it. Yeah, so I had to learn how to parry right when I was doing Ganon's fight. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't use Jeruk's protection for it, you said? No, I didn't. I I used up two of Garuk's one, oh, but gotcha. I had to, I, I had to 
I had to keep doing it eventually, so I had to oh, learn. Oh, you, sh- yeah. you should do it on um, Master Mode, because when you take too long to not hit them, their health comes back. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then going to like the guard towers or what like, can heck off, because... First you get trapped, and then just a Lionel just comes out of nowhere. I never killed the Lionel before, so that was a good old fun experience to try and do. And then so I got to the second one, and I was like, okay, he saw me. I climbed out because apparently I found out these things are optional. You don't need to do it. Uh, there's these windows that you can just climb up off, and I was like, ha, huh, see, I beat you. He shoots two lightning arrows. I run over to where this like little lake was inside the the dungeon. I end up dying right then and there because of just electric electrocution. So good job. That was fun. <laughs> but overall, did you enjoy your time with it? Yeah, I game? actually I actually enjoyed my time with it. There there was a couple things I did. It the breaking mechanics do need a little work. I think. That's like everybody's See, least favorite thing about the game. I, I could I, mean, I could go without it, but like I don't think it was really that big of a deal because everyone yeah. complained. It's like one, most people that complain, I'm like, y'all have all the amiibos anyway. Y'all yeah. have all the amiibos, just use them. And then two, you get weapons so much that you run out of space for them. Yeah. Well, I really yeah. like the scimitar I found. Then just grab three of them and just learn to use other shit. It doesn't matter. You don't have to fight anything anyway. Just run yeah, past so, everything. Just get the master sword. Just get the Master Sword, and all your dreams will come true. Breath well, of the know, Wild. You know, that that whole thing of just being scared of losing energy on the Master I didn't use it until I was in Ganon. Like, I didn't use any of the people's weapons until, like, when I was at Hyrule, Hyrule Castle. That was the only time that I used anyone's weapons oh, yeah, and, the... and it was useless because i ended up getting really strong weapons at the castle anyway yeah you get so many you get all like the royal guard weapons which are like the, the strongest ones in the game so i was just like what the hell did i just save all this stuff because i was just like oh i'm gonna uh, poetic justice i'm gonna use all these weapons against ganon and then i found out that no the master sword is actually the best thing against ganon and I'm like, okay, then I'll just get the Master Sword and I won't use it. And then how am I going to do it? Oh, well, I guess I'll just use all the weaponry at Hyrule Castle. Nope, you'll just get better shit weapons over there. The only the only weapon that I ended up using was Ravioli's bow. And that's because I ran out of bows. Yeah, that's usually one of the quickest things to run out of. I always found myself, like, I think the number one thing I was always out of were shields because of failed parries. And the second thing that I always ran out of were bows. Of the three things you can run out of. Of the three things I could run out of, yes. <laughs> yeah. So on a scale of one to three. Uh... <laughs> I, know, yeah, I mean, so... after a while, once I learned that um, combat was pointless, I just ran around with bows and like headshotted people and just like stocked my inventory full of bows and snuck around. Same thing I did that master mode a little bit I played too. It's pointless to fight anything. Get a bow, sneak around. You don't have to deal with combat. Yeah, though I did feel like a badass holding the guardian weapons and then going up to the guardian people and just chopping off their legs. Oh, that was always fun. I was like, oh, yes, I never knew this. <laughs> I, really, I really like how the game pushed the um, the uh, ancient arrows the whole time, and I think I've only used three of them, and I think twice was by accident. I used so like, I'm going to save once. these forever. Yeah, so- I, I, I saved them as well, and 
I ended up using them whenever I'd go and do some of the guardian fights where I was like, okay, I feel like this would be useful here. And then I use it. And I'm like, that didn't do as much as I thought it would for, for like being as fancy as it is. But, but yeah, after that, I'm, I've been, I actually went back to Metal Gear Solid five cause I haven't played it in like a long time. So Ooh, that is a spooky game. Phantom pain. The Phantom Paint, yes, yes, no more, no more. I'm, arms, I'm so. like, I'm like the only one here that plays spooky games. I said this was gonna be a spooky episode, but it's really just gonna be me. <laughs> he said think, the word everybody. Phantom. It's here. It has made an appearance. A spooky thing. Also, Timber's like, so we're talking about spooky games. What are we doing? Just complaining about them? Like, no. It's, <laughs> it's almost Halloween, Timber. <laughs> It's so like, what, what do you hate the most about spooky games? It's like, ah, uh, so, you know, any podcast we have a game talking about games that kill, what are we complaining about today? I don't always complain. And then when I say nice things, people are like, well, you don't like anything. I'm like, what the fuck was I just doing, <laughs> Jeff? I know. Let's let's talk about how they took bounty contracts out of Warzone, guys. This is this is no, like I hot, I this is hot want... news. I don't want to talk about Call of Duty. I don't want to. Talk, I already zone out when you talk. Sometimes I will definitely fall asleep. <laughs> so yeah, I was, um, I was, I was playing Metal Gear Solid Five, and it's been a while, and I'm right at the point of quote talker, so I'm like about midway through the game, but I'm doing everything because I'm like, oh, you know, it's been a while. I should at least try to hundred percent this game. So I'm, I'm. That's why I'm they didn't? Yeah, I know they didn't, but. I want to feel at least something because I'm I I don't have anything else to play that that fulfills that makes, my life. That, that makes you feel well. You know, it sounds like it sounds like we're at a point where you could play Illbleed because you haven't done it yet. We just talked about how people should play Illbleed. I was gonna say, what the hell is Illbleed? <laughs> You'll find out on Thursday. <laughs> you know, it would be actually really interesting to see Ken play Illbleed. Yeah, he wouldn't get along with it very well. He'd probably be frustrated very quickly. Yeah, I think I'll be frustrated. <laughs> I'll be like, this game's broken. How how you fix? So, but there, there's a couple of games that I'm actually looking forward to. So I'm looking forward to that, the Witch game, actually. So I can't I can't wait to play that. And then my my yearly playthrough of Until Dawn. I can't wait to play, do that. Pasta played through that recently, and she killed off all my favorite characters. Oh. oh. She killed Ashley. And Emily. And Emily. I like Emily. It's just a prank hand. Just a prank hand. Yeah. But, what you been playing, Kill? Well, this will actually be a good time to, like, we'll finally get into another spooky thing. Um, I played a game called Michigan Report from Hell. <laughs> well, how was oh. that? <laughs> I feel no like joke. I'm, I feels like I'm at home. What part of the hand did you go to? Hell Actually, with? interestingly enough, it's not about the state of Michigan. It does not wow. take place in the state of Michigan. It takes place near Lake Michigan in Chicago. Oh my god! It's very so misleading. Ge- I feel it's so debated. Couldn't they just call it Chicago? It was a swearing. Call game. it Ill- call it Maybe Illinois. He was designer, okay, just and call it. But it's low-key one of my favorite PS2 games now. Everyone kept telling me about how bad this game was. Um, This is a horror game. Basically, this is a second-person horror game. Not first-person, not not third-person. It's second-person. You do play from a first-person perspective, but you are not the main character. 
You are the cameraman. You are literally playing a cameraman in watching the action unfold. It's so weird in how it how it works because, like I said, you're the cameraman. You have the sound guy with you named Briscoe, who is a hornball, and then you have a, a reporter. Um, it starts out you have one in the beginning do the tutorial, and she gets killed to teach you this mechanic that when you have a reporter, you have to keep them alive. If they die, that story you're currently on is over, and it skips to the next one. So you say, like, you're like, we're going to find out who the bad guy is, like, you know, the Scooby-Doo thing, but then she, like, trips and, like, you know, accidentally chops her head off. You don't find out who the Scooby-Doo killer was. You just skip to the next level. So it, like, sets up this, like, you are trying to keep the main characters alive. And it can actually go in, like, there's four different endings for this game. And there's, I think, about, I think there's as many reporters as stages. So there's, like, 12 to 15. And most of them are women, um, which goes into the, in the next mechanic with it. But what you do is you go around, you have one ability, you can shove people out of the way of incoming enemies, you look at something, you hit the X button or a circle button, depending on which version you're playing, and, like, that calls the people to interact with it, you try and, like, if you see an enemy, you call out for them to attack or do something in the rooms, and, um, during the playthrough, since you're the cameraman, you are scored on what you're recording. You have suspense, you have immoral, which I was never able to figure out what immoral was, and then you have erotic. So you can be scored on how many, how much erotic stuff you did, which it, it starts very Dead Rising in a way. All right, it's it, it's more. I guess it's like if Killer Seven was was Dead Rising, like if it was like that weird suit of feeling, like why would anyone come up with this idea? But it's uh, it's I'm going with it. But then that campy horror aesthetic to it, like it's very low key. There's almost no action to it. Um. You like you'll watch things happen. You'll try and stop people. You can like there'll be cutscenes where you can save people from getting killed. You can choose to let them die. Um, you won't see the full cutscene or what happens if you choose to save them. If you take too long, they die. Um, but like it's really interesting how it approaches all this because I've never seen another game do this where like the character your main character is dead. You continue, and then you get a new main character. And some reporters are good at reporting, and some of them are really bad at reporting. <laughs> And one of the first ones you get is voiced by the original Rebecca Chambers. So I would, I let her die. <laughs> uh, what the hell, Kill? <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but I didn't, I, I didn't go out of my way to save her. But I loved how this worked. And the funniest thing about this game, though, is it came out in Japan, and then it came right. out in Europe, and they, they interviewed Suda51, like, I don't know, probably about, you know, like, a few years afterwards. Like, what do you think of the English adaptation of the game? He's like, the what adaptation of it? Like, the what release? They didn't know that they translated it into English and sold it abroad. (laughs) (laughs) So he did not know that, like, ever got an English version. Because, like, the English voice acting is bad. It's bad. All right. It was super weird. It's a a secret dub of the game. Yeah, it was. It's really weird because I like because I goes with Illbleed. It feels like a sequel to Illbleed in some regards, because if it's campy, like why would you ever do this hor- like you know style of game, and like the weird voice acting, the bad writing, the weird music, and then Briscoe sounds like Randy from Illbleed, the guy that looks like Brock. He sounds oh, yeah. like a grown up version of of Randy, and like at one point you find this girl, and she's tied up to a. Um, a billiard table a pool table for you Americans in the, in the audience 
and there above her is a chandelier that's going to fall. So you're trying to figure out how to let how to get her out. And this really frantic shuffling at like a fatal frame character's pace, like movement, to like you know stop that. But the whole time he's like, hmm, uh, I don't know why, but with her all tied up on this table, I'm kind of into it. And he's like, Briscoe. She she's she could die, and you're like here trying to cover your pants with like a, a trapper keeper. Like keep your thoughts to yourself in your head. Maybe don't have them. But like the whole time, it's like, well, do we have to save her? I mean, she's I'm really liking her tied up on that table. <laughs> it's like, what are you getting at? And he just so, does it all the time. It it built it um. What, goes what you're saying fact. is, it's a product of its era. Yeah, it's a very, like, early Suda51 game. And like I said, you get um, scored based on erotic stuff. If you want the erotic ending, you have to, like, you have to crouch down and look up the reporter's dress, like, at skirts or at their chest and zoom in on it and film it for, like, ten minutes. Oh, my or God. Someone came in my so, chat and she said that she played it. She's like, I tried to get it. She's like, I sat there, like, staring at these girls' panties for, like, ten minutes at every level and I didn't even get the erotic ending. <laughs> so, so what you're She's saying is Kyo, what you're saying is Kyo, is that you're gonna try get the speed run for this game huh um there is a speed run for it i did say that if there is i know i just talked at, lo- at great lengths about that game again let me see but i was looking it's funny there's one guy that runs game like a bunch of different horror games and stuff like that and it turns out like i have the same taste as him but he's far better speedrunner, obviously but Every time I go look at him, I'm like, I want to look at this game because I kind of want to run it. And his name is on it every single time. Uh, but nice. they only have an any percent. So, like, if you would want to do an erotic ending one, it would have to be, like, my weird ending type thing that I would do. And I'm not going to be known as the guy that does the erotic speed run of Michigan. I'm sorry. Teach me how to do it. I'll, I'll put my name on <laughs> I do want to get this game in English. I played it, like, um, I, mo- I hard modded my PS2 with, um, or I modded it with a, um, a free McBoot and a hard like a one terabyte hard drive, and I would play it off there because it came out in Europe. The game in Europe cost minimum two hundred dollars, minimum. I I saw one auction for like two hundred two hundred fifty dollars, and the next one was nine hundred. I bought it in Japan for ten. Yeah, I I've, I've been kind of looking for, uh, ironically, I've been looking for games now because apparently Hideo Kojima is not going to be in the video gaming making business no no more. So. I've been looking up trying to get all all of his studios games, and probably the one of the more expensive ones that I'm trying to find right now is actually Boktai. Oh, Boktai is really expensive, and also you have to be careful that it's not a bootleg. Yeah, so uh, I'll probably need your areas of expertise there. I mean, I've been playing a lot of different horror games in general. Like all month, I've been doing themed weeks on stream. So like that was with my um. What are you for that one? Annoying sidekicks. Last week was all un- games with annoying sidekicks. And the, for the, Michigan, it was all of the reporters, which turned out the reporters weren't annoying. It was Briscoe, the sound guy. He was the annoying sidekick who was just like getting a boner every time we started a level. But was it? Then this week I'm doing haunted houses. And that was not good today. Oh, no. I, pl- I played Jew on the Grudge on the Wii. That is a bad game. It's not even haha funny bad. It's just bad. You, this is how you play it. Okay, you know how a Wiimote looks, y'all. Yes. This is a question. You can respond to it. You know what a Wiimote is. 
yes, or no. Yes, yes. Ellipses is a valid dialogue choice, and I will die on this hill. But you, you, you grab the Wiimote. You just do that because there's no nunchuck involved. So you aim with the the Wiimote because you know that's how you would do it because the game's in first person. You hold the B button to slowly walk forward. You All press right. down on the D pad to walk back. Alright. When you're when you're uh walking forward or just anything, you can aim with the Wiimote. So you have to hold down B or back and then also move the Wiimote to turn in these really, really bad tank controls. Then hit A to interact. And the whole thing is it's just QTEs and like walking around at like a shuffling snail's pace. And if you fail a, <laughs> if you fail any QTEs, the level you die and you have to restart the level. I got to the fourth level out of five, and right at the end during this one action sequence, it would not register my movements, and I kept dying. I tried this like four or five times, and then I found out I have to replay every single level and find all the hidden stuff to get the fifth level. I quit the game right there. I was like, fuck this. I started playing the Ring Terrors realm again. I was like, Oh, you this got it is... working? Oh, the game's always worked. It's just it's cursed. It's a cursed game for me. Every time I play it, my internet dies. Today was the first time it didn't, but tomorrow I have to worry. Sometimes the curse takes seven days. Seven days, yeah. Is it worse if it took longer to come to fruition? Yeah, honestly, because I'd rather just know right away. And honestly, the way this year's been going, like, it would be just nice if curses would speed up. Like, just like, like, look, I can go anytime. I wish you would just hurry up and, like, take me now. Please, just just curse me already. I, I can't take the suspense. Look, I don't I don't know how the election's gonna go. Just just come get me now. We'll just call it a draw. Let's call it like we'll just call it a wash for me and we'll start over. But yeah, well, it does go into. Been... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. So it sounds like you've definitely gone through uh, a good pool of horror games for your spooky month. I have a ton to get through. We're still only we're not even halfway yet. Are you doing like one a day kind of thing or? Um, mostly, like, one, I mean, Silent Hill t- 4 took me two days, but, like, mostly I'm trying to do, like, one new game a day. Or, like, not, you know, like, it's something different, not necessarily new for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as an, or, having gotten used to being the, the RPG streamer, I got used to taking months on games, so the notion of being able to, like, zip through one in a single day is, is, uh, I can't even fathom. That reminds um, me, I have a, I have an RPG streamer that you would probably like. Ooh. Captain K. No, no, no. God, Kevin K should never stream RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, this week we're gonna handle carrot. Uh, never carrot, will. Carrot was fantastic, and and I I feel bad for anyone who missed that experience. Oh yeah, B. Yeah, you you enjoy B. Thank you. But yeah, aside from that, um, I guess we can seek into our next stuff. Like since it is spooky spooky month and stuff, like there's more horror games coming out. Like and there's not a whole lot of games in general coming out like this this month's been kind of quiet right like unless you want like a bunch of like trashy like indie horror games yeah i mean there's phantasmophobia (sighs) (laughs) has anyone played it i haven't i've seen a couple people play it It looks like absolute twitch bait it looks i mean it's multiplayer four-person co-op horror like spooky ghost hunting game it's 100% streamer bait or youtube bait either one like it just it's it is content creator internet bait. It's it came out the like middle of September, like the nineteenth or something. It's popular still right now, 
but I'm seeing it slowly disappear. Like and, I, I don't and, know how much longer it's going to be around. And it will vanish as soon as Halloween's passed. Mm-hmm. Like as, as soon as we get like even remotely close to Turkey Day, it's like all right, time to do our Thanksgiving video games. No, no, no more of those Halloween spooky games. Yeah, that's it. I thought I think that would be an interesting challenge. And by the way, to somehow like pick out what games you could reasonably play and call Thanksgiving themed. Um, uh, we do Harvester in my channel. That's that's a good one. <laughs> we it's so everyone look forward to. It. It'll be the week of Thanksgiving sometime. It'll be the Tom Hanks Giving Harvester Day special mm. where we give thanks for Tom Hanks. Yeah. And this year it's really special because he got COVID and didn't die. Yeah, so it's pretty special. Re- really giving thanks for him this year, and we play Harvester. Maybe I'll play Assassin's Creed Three. That's a good one. That's like the only one that I can think of, honestly, in my repertoire of games that I've played. I mean, like, without without getting super avant garde about it, and, and and being like, oh yeah, I think Deus Ex: Human Revolution takes place around Thanksgiving. That might work. Like, <laughs> uh, or you can play Civilization. And just be Totanka. <laughs> and this is the entirely realistic historical representation of uh, the, the the Native American conquest of the entire world. Yeah, use use uh, nuclear weapons against Russia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, take that, Columbus. He was a dick. So yeah, but we we are. Let's see. This will tell you how much staying power I think phant- phantasmophobia has. We already moved past it and didn't give any thoughts on it. <laughs> we, we moved right past it and started talking about Thanksgiving video games. It killed Halloween for me. Yeah, I I mean, I think in terms of like new spooky games, there's not a lot. I, I think the closest thing you have is Hades, which isn't really in even in theme for that. But I do think it's a good looking game. It's made by Supergiant Games and I want to play it. It's just... I'm, I'm trying to get through other things right now, and I'll eventually work my way there because as having played Bastion and Transistor and owning Pyre, I can't wait to actually play Hades. I I wish I liked their games a bit more because like, they literally made Red-Headed Woman with the Sword the game, and I'm just like, I look, I'm like, this is going to be cool, and then I look and it's like, you're in, your camera perspective is in outer space and she's like on a small island in the middle of the ocean, and you're like, huh, this is really far away. Everything yeah, I've seen I, at least is like the the camera is way too zoomed out. I get, I guess I could see that, but it is zoomed out to demonstrate the like it's it's really beautiful. I mean, the the there's no question about the artistic skill level that they have in like designing and and kind of hand drawing and painting their worlds. It's always very unique and gorgeous to look at, and Hades is no exception. So, I think it has good looks. I, I wish it. I'm I've saying heard it's I'm, not that good, like fun. I heard it's not that fun though to play. Well, so my problem with it is, like, there's there's a neat twist to it that I think makes it more interesting than usual. But at the end of the day, it is a uh, a roguelike, and the, the problem with roguelikes is like you know the levels you can't predict them, the boss battles are hard as nails, and you're gonna die a lot. What makes it intriguing is that when you die in this game, the deaths actually contribute to new dialogue and actually opening up new like potential plot beats and plot progression that otherwise wouldn't have existed had you not died. So I think that's 
cool in premise and in theory but it is still going to be a roguelike which means that i have to have the 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 patience of a god to to actually see it through to completion i mean i'm somebody who loved uh playing uh shoot what was that rogue legacy i love playing rogue legacy but i have never beaten it because it's just I, I can only see the same things over and over again so many times before I just go, you know, I had, I had it. I had my, I had my time with this. <laughs> I've, I've seen enough of the same thing to get the picture. Did you see that the original Rogue is coming to Steam soon? I did. And my favorite part about it coming to Steam is the fact that one of the tags on Steam is that it is a roguelike. Which I'm just like, um, excuse me? <laughs> This is rogue we're talking about. It is rogue. The tag should be rogue. Rogue is rogue. There is no like about it. Isn't that sad when like a game that started something is now known for its influence rather than itself? Yeah, it's (laughs) This is very much itself. It it was just Hmm. just being it it's just being it, man. I mean, what would, what would have happened in an alternate universe where, where where Illbleed actually was really successful and we just have an entire subgenre of Illbleed likes on Steam? Dude, I'd be so happy if we just had, like, I just want one. Just give me one. Any developers who like to make shitty games, just make another Illbleed. Like, just make something like that. Because I don't need another game that's like, um, we're inspired by classic survival horror games, which you would think at that point they'd say Alone in the Dark is a classic, but like, like Resident Evil and Silent Hill 2. If you ever say your game is inspired by Silent Hill 2, I have already gotten turned off. Never compare yourself <laughs> to the best example of something in the genre. Never compare yourself to the best example of something in a genre. Just don't. If it's well known for being really good in a genre, don't. Don't be like, well, you know, mine's like, what, what's fucking, what shooter do people like now? What's a good shooter? Call of Duty. No, no, no. Call of Duty's not that popular anymore. I don't think that's true. (laughs) I mean, it is, but it's also at the same time the people who are playing it, it's either really young kids or like the boomer people who are my age or older. They're still like, we don't like Fortnite. We like Call of Duty. Then they play Warzone or whatever is like their version of BR. Like, this is better than Fortnite because we don't have that dance and they can't do the dance because they're too old and it hurts their hip. Uh, I mean, I think in terms of not Call of Duty shooters, the biggest is maybe like, uh, is it Valorant that I'm thinking of? I don't know. Is that still a thing? Is it still a thing? Uh oh, maybe that's already like, dead. This the the freaking no, it's still up there. Overwatch like, is dead I, like, as hell, man. <laughs> like this is something like uh, maybe like CS:GO. I think is something where if you're like this is like the shooter or something like that. Like you wouldn't say like our game's inspired by CS:GO. You would just put yourself out there and be like we're the next evolution of shooting. You would like if you want like to get anywhere, you don't compare yourself to the better one in the genre. You try and say. Where that we do this better, like but, I feel like I that's something you've you've already lost when you start doing those comparisons, and it's not even just when the developer does that comparison, but the minute a review goes, this game is basically this other game, but anime. It's Breath yeah. of the Wild waifu. So, you don't really like okay. Genshin Impact, do you? Do, do I do I want to play Genshin Impact if I could just play Breath of the the Wild? That's right you there. You can say fuck. I've already dropped some f bombs. Like we're we just I just <laughs> yeah, at this point. I, I kind of just like ignored the fact that I'm bleeping anything. <laughs> uh, like, okay, let me let me redo that. Breath of the fucking wild. I could have played whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. I'm sorry. Whoa, I went too far. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I understand where you're. Heck. Yeah, go ahead. Go. So, <laughs> I, I, I do understand the thing, too. Like, once you start comparing, you're already, like, diminishing that game's anything, anything about it. Because, But, like, there's some, like, when I was trying to explain Hybrid Heaven to someone, like, how do you explain that? It's a beat em up RPG that doesn't tell them anything. So, if I'm like, it's like Parasite Eve meets God Hand, that type of, like, and I do that, like, it's not that it's like either of those games. It's just, like, the depth of, like, the combat of something like God Hand with, like, the weird genre smashing of Parasite Eve, which is somehow survival horror with JRPG and only being, like, 10, 12 hours long. Like, it's a really weird mashup of that because, like, that really does describe that. I'm like, it is a beat-em-up where you learn moves. You you are the blue mage. You're playing as a game where you are the blue mage fighter. It's such a weird combination of things. There's really no other way to describe it. But also, I have diminished what that game is by telling you it's like two other games. Very true. And, and I think, for me, part of the problem is having played so many games, I'm at a point now where I over emphatically value the uniqueness of an experience if you tell mm. me oh this is a roguelike i'll go okay it's gonna have to do something phenomenal for me to want to play it because i have played a crap ton of roguelikes so if all it is is a roguelike with a different coat of paint on it that's not good enough yeah. um that that was my problem looking at phasmophobia when everyone's like it's a horror game it's multiplayer i'm like i already don't like multiplayer so you've lost me and then like i look at it i'm like it's just a bunch like a bunch of people walking around in like an asset flippy looking house and like they can oh you can get killed and then like you have to figure it on your own and there's only like three or like it looks like there's only like five types of ghosts or something like that or five types of things i'm like this just it looks like everything else every other like you know semi-cooperative horror or like you know just indie game experience i've ever seen like it's another first person horror game it's another first person indie horror game is it a there's no combat or anything to it, not that it has to, but like, it's just like a multiplayer walking sim. I actually have a game that I want to soapbox for a moment here about, just because it perfectly encapsulates this, it's, and it also fits Spooky Month pretty well. Uh, if you guys ever heard of it, it's a clicker game called Forget Me Not, or My Organic Garden. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Oh, you've told us about this before. Have, have, I, have I? Okay. Well, I'm repeating myself now, but... It, it, it kind of encapsulates the same idea of like I don't really like clicker games especially because all clicker games basically fundamentally play the same way so how do they grab me with this concept well it's a clicker game with kind of a horror premise that also has a really intriguing story and an actual end to the game like you can beat forget me not there is an end to the clicking which I find really interesting and it makes it intriguing enough to where you're like well this isn't just a clicker game. I'm growing these organs so that I can fulfill this objective and see the rest of the compelling story they have to tell. Very few other games do this, so for me, this is an excellent use of my time in the clicker game genre, a genre that otherwise, if you were just like, hey, play cookie clicker, you just like cook on, click on cookies, I'll go, okay, and? Oh, that's what you meant. I thought you were talking about Leonel. Last of Us 2. <laughs> oh, is that a clicker no. game too? <laughs> they have clickers in it. Oh, oh my god, dude. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, it's just a bunch of... It's not It's it's not just zombies there. It's just a bunch of people like just with, with, with computers and mice just, just tapping frantically and you're trying to sneak past them. 
But yeah, that was my soapbox. I'm I'm off it now. <laughs> we you guess we roughly. I mean, Genshin Impact. Is there anything anyone care about? I have no interest in Genshin Impact. Yeah, I have, I have no interest pe- in, in Breath of the Wild China waifu game. Yeah, I have so. a bunch of friends that are playing it that have like brought it up and been like, "Hey, you should play this." And then I, I don't want to because it has Chinese spyware, and that's not even me being paranoid. <laughs> like that's just how it. That's it's shipped that way. My. So, uh, but- like for me, I have I have my gotcha game. I don't need another one. Yeah, What's your, I, what, what I is your gotcha? have enough gotcha games, so I don't. I don't Mine's Dragalia Lost. Yeah. I tried that one once. I just can never get into gotchas. I don't know. It, it, I, I'm not sure. They what gave it is me a lot them. of free stuff. I mean, I wailed on it a little bit when I had a real job, but like I haven't since then. Like I just they give out so much free stuff. Like they get that's how they get you. They give out you so much free stuff. You're like, I don't mind giving them like you know ten dollars right now. And then you get ten dollars worth of stuff, and then you're just gone right away. But like, <laughs> like I've been playing it for like on and off for two years now. So like, that's mine. Once this game closes, I think I'm done with Gotcha. I tried so many other ones. I tried Pokemon Masters, which is the scummiest bullshit in the world. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's the worst. And it's not it's even the fun. worst Gotcha game. Like I know a lot of them aren't fun, but like that one's not even fun for me in a Pokemon game. It it was difficult. Like, I, I stopped within, like, right after the blue event. Like, the very first blue event when he had mm. Pidgeot. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I can't play this game. Because if you wail, or if you play long enough or hard enough, you'll get enough gems to at least do it a couple times to get the event rolls. Mm. For Pokemon Masters, I was playing as hard as I would be playing Review Starlight or Bang Dream or stuff like that. And I could only get one ten roll, and that's difficult. Yeah, you got you could not get anything in it. Like it was the hardest thing because I'm like I've been playing this like I played like a week straight. And I'm like I've done everything I can, and somehow I've only gotten two free like ten folds or whatever it was. Yeah. Like I, I I'm not getting anything else, and I got multiple like duplicates every single time. I'm like, how am I getting a duplicate already? Like I just I, I just pull, pulled my first ten. I have a duplicate. And, like, you can get up to, I think, five each to, like, upgrade them. So, like, like, what happens after this? Do you just keep getting more of them and they go nowhere? Yeah. Uh, It's such such a bad game. It's, yeah, it's a a hard game to to go with. But, yeah, no, I'm not going to play Genshin. I've been told many, many different times by many different people, you would like it. How come you like it? Oh, you're not playing it. The CUs are really good. The voice actors that are involved with this game are really good. I go, yeah. Usually I would play a game or, or get into an anime if it has a really good cast of CUs, but I can't get behind this game because of what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, why are you just putting your foot down now? I'm like, no, I'm putting my foot down because I don't believe this is what it needs to be right now with this particular game. And mm. it's another gotcha game. I don't want to deal with that. I, if I'm gonna, if I want to play gotcha, I might as well play Fantasy Star Online too and do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, isn't there always eventually a ceiling in the gotcha where they they definitely get you right? Like you'll play the game and eventually you're they gonna gotcha. hit a ceiling. They're, you're eventually gonna hit a ceiling where the only option is for you to throw money at it, and I don't know. The, yeah, the closest... you always get that point where like you've gotten all the good like free stuff or like all the free all the good like 
like say like you can get all like the four stars for free but five stars you actually have to pay money to get like you'll eventually get to the point where like well if i want to get anything better i have to pay now yeah i don't know how genshin's is set up because i don't care but like for dragalia everything is in the same thing but say there's like i haven't gotten this one character yet i i want this one five star it's only come around a couple times it's really really low in the pool you can pay for a ticket i think it's i forgot how much i forgot how much it is and you can basically just buy that character you can buy them i think you can pick or like they'll give you like you'll get one of these characters you're guaranteed to get at least one you can do this up to two times to get all the characters but you can just flat out buy it after a while it's very rare that they come up i think it's like once or twice a month and like you don't even need to do that you know, like unless you're like i really need this because you're into the competitive side which yeah i'm just playing that to collect characters at this point i don't even give a shit once i hit something i can't do i just don't i don't do it yeah and i'm fairly similar with review right now because i i only care about this one character and they do a bunch of events that basically promotes all the other girls saying oh yeah if you get if you spend 5,000 gems or whatever, you'll get a chance of rare, rare stuff from this particular girl. So I just end up waiting for that girl's turn, and then I just use all my stars from there. And it's all free at that point. But, yeah. And, I don't know. I can't, I can't get behind that. Yeah, I mean, so, for the record, it looks beautiful, uh, it does seem like it has good voice acting. It does seem like the world is intriguing to traverse. I just feel like the core gameplay, because it's by by nature being a gotcha, is just to the detriment of the rest of the experience. But uh, I don't know. It's free. I'll probably try it at some point. I just don't have the patience for it right now. Yeah, what else came out in the last couple of weeks besides? Uh, apparently, a Star War. Star oh Wars yeah, Squadrons. Star Wars Squadrons. So yeah, I'm actually mm-hmm. I just got that game. Oh, so you I'm actually own it now? Yeah, I own it. I got it for PSVR. So. The oh, PSVR. you wait. You have VR. Yes. <gasps> oh, I wish I had VR. <laughs> I have, yes, I have. I have the Pisfer. He has the Pisfer. If I could, yeah, Star Wars Squadrons is the basically the wet dream of what would happen if you took like a star wars tie fighter or x-wing game and threw it in vr and until i have vr i refuse to experience it any other way because it looks fantastic uh, from everything that i've seen yeah so i mean i i'm looking forward to this because i really like playing as the tie fighters and just i like the empire they did nothing wrong in my personal opinion they their ships always had the coolest sounds and designs like uh, there's especially just the even just the standard tie fighter uh like i don't know i don't know what they call the the double the, the like the double wide tie fighter that's like a bomber i guess oh yeah the tie bomber yeah. oh wow that's yeah it's okay. it's literally called a tie bomber <laughs> is that, what's that tie fighter that bombs things is that like a tie bomber i don't know uh yeah there there's also another ship that's specifically for striking or you know the tie striker oh is that the one with the sharp pointy bits yeah it was used in rogue one okay yeah this is like testing my ancient knowledge of tie fighter i played the hell out of that game back in the day when i still had a joystick like the the 90s was the ripe pc era of like okay you got descent 
Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing, which are all zero-gravity, full-rotation, like, cockpit shooters. And then you also had the Mech Warriors, the Earth Sieges, and a couple other, like, stompy mech simulation games, which were also highly advantageous with the joystick and just uh, steering them around. Uh, I miss getting the joysticks, but apparently, thanks to Star Wars Squadrons, it is now exceedingly expensive to get joysticks, period. Like, they skyrocketed in demand on account of... Well, I mean, not only that, it was kind of skyrocketing because of Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator 2, yeah, which... I mean, it was it was going bottling out because of Flight Simulator, and then it just became impossible. The, the, yeah, the, the floor just opened wide. It was like, oh, now Star Wars is doing it? Oh, great. This is interesting, though. I, I do wonder if uh, the success of these games is going to lead to a lot more kind of joystick cockpit flight simulator sort of things coming out over the next few years, um, with it being kind of a new trend, I guess. You know, it's it's kind of weird to say this because EA's been kind of handling how they've been handling the EA light or the Star Wars license, but the last two games, Fallen Order and and Squadrons, have been really really solid. From what I've been seeing with Squadrons, apparently the competitive is really good. They didn't mess around with any kind of gotcha mechanic. Thank God. <laughs> They didn't beat BEA. It supposedly has a fairly solid story mode where you play on both sides, which is really good. Oh, I love it when they do need, that. Actually, so I I don't know what what if EA has another game. They probably are. They are confirming Fallen Order two as of right now, but who knows if EA is going to still have the Star Wars license at that time? They might because this is the last year, one of the last years they're going to do it. So. And, and then, Dis- then Disney Interactive takes it and uh, <laughs> and just goes right into the garbage, yeah. <laughs> then they're like, now we're going to make uh, an ad- a Star Wars adventure game uh, <laughs> where uh, you play as Greedo and... I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I, I guess mean, I... There is a Star Wars... There was there is a Star Wars adventure line of comics right now done by IDW, which is I don't I don't want to be going full into the Star Wars conversation yeah. right now. But. I mean, I guess what would be the worst genre for a Star Wars game to be? Like, a gotcha game. <laughs> a gotcha game. I, I, but that already exists, doesn't it? Isn't there already a Star Wars gotcha? They kind of toned it down with with Battlefront Two, but. Well, that that's kind of like just, I swear there is like an actual just straight up full on gotcha game for Star Wars that is notoriously terrible, but I cannot there's find a it. Cup, there's a couple. They have a, like a battle arena game. It's all for mobile, but mobile games. Oh, there it is. That there is. it is. Star Wars Battle Royale. There it is. And we peaked. And we peaked. <laughs> that's 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 where it's going. That's that's gonna be the that's just kind of the hill that all games eventually die on. Like, you, you go through the series, it's like, okay, you know what was my, you know, what was great. Uh, it was really great getting to play Curse of Monkey Island back in the '90s. But you know what? It really needs a Curse of the uh, Curse of Monkey Island Battle Royale. We really need it right now in 2020. So, I'm, how, would that, how would that even work? I'm I personally mean, waiting for the D series to get. Um, a battle royale, you know, D the game and Enemy Zero and D two. I'm per- I'm personally waiting for that <laughs> to have one. I mean, we have Super Mario Bros. Thirty five. 
That's um, actually fine. I'm actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying because it's a battle royale in, in a sense. But I, I think it was a cool idea. People were already doing that basically a decade ago where they were just doing Mario races. Mm-hmm. So this is just kind of a built-in way to, to do that really easily. Um, oh, would, until March. Do you guys do you guys think that they'll do a Zelda thirty-five? Uh maybe probably dungeon thing. Because it looks like the Mario one is the whole game, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Just like edit it a little bit. Well, the whole but, thing is like, like it's it's the standard levels, but your opponents can basically attack you by mm. spawning extra crap in the way. So it kind by of is self-modifying, everything. yeah. You guys would want to play a game like that if it was Zelda 35? Maybe. If it's, like, Link to the Past style, maybe. I definitely don't want to do, like, NES Zelda 35, because I'd lose my mind. But mm. I mean, it will be if they do one. Yeah, it's probably going to be NES. Cause it, it will be. That's what they've been doing. So that's... I, I personally wouldn't. I think Super Mario Bros. 35 is probably the best format uh, for what they're doing. I, I don't know if there's... I do wonder why they settled on 35 as the max cap. Like, what, what playtesting way? The 35th year. Oh, is that? 35, yeah, it's, it's that, and also 35 is enough to have, like, a multitude of people without it being too many, because, like, 99 would be too many of that. Uh, I think I think it would just flood. I think the game would just crash. 35 <laughs> mm-hmm. is enough for you to still be able to, like, pay attention to, like, mess with people. So besides it, Star Wars, it, was there any other games that came out? I think. I, I mean, they had that. Like, they had the PS5 like teardown. That's not a oh game. My, the most yeah, I'd that, say about that, that thing's big. That thing is chunky, man. I, I didn't about, think. So it's about the size of a mid tower, like height. It's a lot. That's that's a big. Though I do like the fact that during the teardown, you can take off the fleet the the panels mm-hmm. off the side of the PS5. So people that were bitching about saying, oh yeah, it's because it's white, I don't want to deal with it. Just take it off and you can mod it yourself. And just take the panels off. Yeah, you, you Get just new take panels. the panels off. Yeah, yeah, just have it naked, just flying nice in the middle there. But you just take the panels off and you add your own artistic flair, put a, I don't know, like a, some 41 stick it. I don't know. I feel like it's way too big. I, yeah, it's a big old chunky thing. I don't think I don't know. I like I don't know where I would put that in my setup. Like think about it, like I don't know where I would be able to put that. I mean there's always I... the option of doing a sideways flip and that it'll it'll fit in most places. Um to me it's chunky, but I'm also the you know the the semi proud owner of an Xbox 360 which is still probably the chunkiest thing you could own. Is no, it bigger than a 360? What? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's, it's bigger. Dude, the Xbox One's bigger than the 360. Oh, yeah, no. the VCR is bigger this, this, than that. This isn't that big. This is not as big as you think it is. My, like, let's see. My PS2 is about the size of the Xbox 360. Oh no, no, the 360 is definitely oversizes that. Unless you I'm have, unless you have that. an extra I'm... chunky PS2. My okay. my standard one is kind of half okay. the size of the 360. It's the same height. That's and... not. Not likely, not not for not for a PS. Are you talking PS? They're or PS2? in my hand. PS2, PS2. There's no way. 
I am I, holding them in my hands. I have them They're side by side. Hands. My PS2 is definitely smaller than the 360. Like it's, it's as tall as it. It's as tall right, as do you have like a slim or something? No, this is a fat one. No way. It's as tall. Wait, hold on. You know what? I'm going to make you stay up later tonight, Timber. Oh, man. Let me pull this thing out. Okay. Okay, the PS, the Xbox 360 is definitely farther back. Like, it has like another inch and a half on it, I think. But they're the same height. I'm holding them in my hand. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the PS3, the PS2 is just as thick as it. It's, it's like, it's just the 360 is a little bit, like, it's, it has like, you know, an inch and a half further back because it also has housing the hard drive on top and then all the new stuff in it. Like, it's gonna be bigger, but like, it's just as tall. Okay. It's like, I'd say it's four-fifths the size of a, of a three, 360. Okay. The I mean, it's, you're, you're definitely one. admitting, you're definitely admitting that it is smaller than the 360. Not by a lot, it's the consoles have but it's definitely. bigger over time. Except for Nintendo, who's gotten smaller. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo's been going down the uh, portability route, which I don't mind it. It's been better for me. The, the Switch has been a winner. Yeah, I, I do look forward yeah. to the PS Five mostly because it'll be the first time I've picked up a mainline big boy console since the P, since the three sixty basically. And you can play PS Four games. And I can play PS4 games, yep. Finally, so you can finally play Kingdom Hearts. I can finally play Kingdom Hearts, and also just... Just in time for the music game that progresses the story that makes no fucking sense as of right now. Um, You you know, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Kingdom Hearts just ends up being, like, very uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts and it's, like, aesthetic and presentation, uh, just because I felt like that had a lot of Kingdom Hearts energy to it um in a way mm. but but i think what's really interesting going to be really interesting about these uh the console for me is just uh, over time i've definitely noticed that there's been a deprecation of pc centrism like there are pc releases and there is a little bit more cross-platform availability going on but in general we have definitely moved to like the gaming community is mostly mostly on console uh and and mostly on a PlayStation based on stats. So in addition to catching releases when most people play them, because that's what usually happens to me is I'll be like, oh, that seems like a neat game. And then a year later it releases, I play it and I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I want to talk about it with someone. Oh wait, everybody's already over this because you know, it's 2020 and everybody's just eating video games like popcorn. Uh, So I'm I'm always behind the curve with it. I, I do enjoy uh, the idea that maybe I'll actually be able to play things when other people are still playing them for once. Like Warzone. Yeah, like Warzone. Uh, it's been great getting to experience that in, in the in the wider Warzone community. Uh, seeing everybody be upset about the bounties being taken out, that's great. Here, Timber, I just sent you a semi-spoiler thing of Kingdom Hearts 3. If you can make sense of that to me after after you play the game, I will congratulate you because Kingdom Hearts 3 just does not make any fucking sense with the DLC. I keep re- reading this as F5 saves speed. Yeah, I kept reading that too. <laughs> <laughs> like F5, yeah, that's going to go great. Uh... 
I joke around with my friend all the time about this because it makes no minute no fucking sense because of this particular line in the game. Send me it with the real meaning to it. Does it is this a is this an actual quote? Like, do they literally say this? Uh, other than no, of course, the it's, replacement it's a story beat that happens in the DLC. Oh no. It's a storyline that happens in the DLC. It's the main crux of why the DLC is happening. And it makes no fucking sense in my point of view. All right. I can't wait. The thing is, I I know that I'm still going to love the game anyway, uh, just because of everything else that's good about a Kingdom Hearts game that goes outside of just the story. But um, yeah, I, I I'm hesitant about what I know but I'm still going to experience it. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe I can crack the code. Maybe I'll be the first one to understand. Uh, you might understand it, but you you won't be able to make sense of why the fuck does this exist. Oh, man. So besides the PS5 teardown, which I'm going to get, mm. I, I already You're going to get the teardown? Know, it's... Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get the tear down. I'm gonna n- nuke that sucker. So yeah, apparently they were making jokes. I, I think the Microsoft people were making jokes because it to add storage to the PS5, you're gonna have to crack that sucker open. Wow, really? with the yeah, because there's a you have to remove the panel. And there's a little screw that you have to unscrew and get it, and then that's how you add more storage. Well, with the Xbox Series X, it's just literally a dongle that you just plug into the back because it's literally a PC. Are we talking about the actual, um, like, the full size, or are we talking about the PlayStation Virtual to add on the new, like... Anything, I think it's for both. Isn't it, aren't they using an M.2 drive? Yeah. Yeah, so those are easy to... They're, uh, the, when I install those, when I push down, I'm always worried right, I'm going to break them. But those are nice and easy. To, like, they're easy-ish to install. But, like, if you have to open up, a lot of people would be like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. I I have... I I don't know if I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to wait till I get another one, because knowing me, I'm going to buy, like, three of these things. I'm going to wait till I get another one, and then I'll crack that sucker open. I mean, I wouldn't have a functional reason to anyway. If I get the PS5 full, and I mostly stick to physical copies, I'll never run out of space. There's plenty it's of hard drive install, on there. It's going to install the disc to your hard drive. Oh, so you can't actually just run off disc? No, no. The games no, haven't done that no, this no. whole past generation. Th- that's why there's a meme of you cannot possibly play Call of Duty on uh, on the first generation consoles for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Because there's no space. It's getting to over 250 gigs. Yeah, like my, my Xbox One is a 500 gigabyte and I don't even have 200 gigs open. Like I, I, everything's taken up. Oh boy. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah. Yay. By the way, welcome to modern console gaming. That's why cool. I don't like to buy anything on consoles anymore. I guess I would get virtual then. <laughs> no, that's that's worse then because then you have to just keep going in a download cycle every time you're gonna do that, or you could just buy the disc and then you actually own the thing. The 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 I've already said this before in the last one. The digital one is not consumer friendly in the long run. It's no, not. No, I mean it's all. It's also the 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 old doomsday speak of what happens when Steam dies <laughs> to all of those 
what hundreds of games that i own i technically own them but how do i know if i'll ever get them back if steam did die like, i mean like I, the thing with like fake licenses the doom speed kind of works more with console stuff because i mean virtual console's gone um sony's currently going to shutter the website from having ps3 vita and psp games on there you have to go through the ps3 store or the vita store to buy anything PSP yeah. currently relies on you being able to buy that easily from the Vita store or the PS3 store. PS3 store is very slow. Um, PS Vita one is faster, but not every game pops up on it. And yeah. people would just buy it before from the PC. There used to be a way to transfer from your PC to your PSP, but they got rid of that. And the PSP store itself is shut down. So, like, some games are just going to disappear because you couldn't find them because the search function in the PS3 is shit. Sometimes if you search to it, it will crash the the home screen. So, I they're going to start delisting things soon. There's no more wish lists. Like you, like you'll have to go into consoles on your own download list to already find them. And people might be like, "Who's doing this?" A lot of people still buy these things. A lot of people still play them. Maybe not a ton, but people still do. Speedrun community relies on these digital copies. I do for mine because I'm a retro streamer. Like we rely on these to have like a legal version of the game we have. I mean, isn't the isn't the PSP one of the most popular like handheld consoles still in Japan at PSP? this point? PSP and PSP? No, it's a Switch now. Oh, it's a Switch. Okay. Okay, that's so confusing, Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, it doesn't make <laughs> any minutest lick of fucking sense. <laughs> oh Lord, you know, y'all are just you, you. You're filling me with with all kinds of Kingdom Hearts anxiety. <laughs> It's it's one of those like I'm just like how does that work? Okay, yeah. I think we had one more game thing though. Like I don't know if there's anything else you're gonna say. There's one thing because it will lead lead into the next segment. Okay, the only other new game that came out was um, Remothered Two. Um, it's not called Remothered Two because they're not using numbers because they're pretentious and it's a trilogy, so they won't even know the subtitles. <laughs> so the sequel to Rem- to Remothered the sequel to Remothered Tormented Fathers is called remothered broken porcelain it was originally called going porcelain until they realized that was stupid so they, they switched it to broken porcelain because you know they, with a game being called remothered going porcelain that sounds way too stupid and it whatever this is a stealth like a stealth action horror game where like you only have defense items apparently they added crafting in this game but the first one like started out as like a it basically like from the ground up remake of Clock Tower and eventually the guy made his own thing out of it, became remothered. I think there was a Kickstarter or some kind of like, you know, funding. The dude's name is Chris Darrell. He's kind of a jackass. Um, he actually worked on Night Cry, so you mean this is coming from a place of a lot of talent. Mm. But this one, it released today. It was supposed to come out next Tuesday on the 20th. They bumped it up, honestly, to, to avoid the fact that Amnesia Rebirth was coming out, which is probably smart because this game is terrible. Like, apparently the story is good. I haven't bought it yet. I just watched um, one of my um, Twitch team members, um, Brogan, play it. And she was so frustrated. She already had to restart the game once because of how buggy it was. Um, it's based on stalker-type enemies. So if you remember Clock Tower, you have Scissorman finding you. Um, Haunting Ground, you had, like, Daniela and stuff. The Alien Isolation, you had the Alien finding you. Imagine if they could see through walls and through hiding places. I mean, Alien and, these, and Alien Isolation kind of could do that, but... But kind of, like, you'd understand, because he's, you know, it's the alien, what powers does it have, if you don't if you don't know. Like, it's it can track you all different ways. This is an old Italian woman, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But, 
Which it would make sense. Your grandma could find you anywhere. But this is like this is just like a normal woman. And I was watching Brogan hiding behind a solid washing machine. It's spotted every time she's in it. Every time she's in there. She had to keep redoing one section of the game because the enemy AI is so broken it can see through walls. And the animations are busted. It kind of looks like the frame rate's bad. This was looking at the PS4 version. Um, some areas people were telling you on Twitter were uncompletable because no matter what they did, they got caught. Like They're like, it's a stealth game and we can't sneak around them because when we're hiding, we're found. And it's just, oh man, it's it looks so bad. I don't know why it came out. This is also the same company that released a, a Switch port of the first game in Japan for $25. It was busted and didn't work. They delisted it, re-released it like eight months later. I can't get an update for it or even download the new version of it. I'm stuck with this busted one. That's why I lost $25. Can't get that back. Like, I, can't, I don't even know if I can delete this game and get it back because of like it doesn't show up anywhere anymore. Oh, but no. like... This game is in such a bad state. I think it only came out because it's Halloween season and they wanted those Halloween sales because everyone I know is bu- is buying it because it's, it's still an indie horror game. But everyone's buying it because, you know, new horror game, October, that's what they do. Thank God this didn't release when Amnesia did because I only can imagine that will be at least a little bit better even though the, the last Amnesia game sucked. But either way, like, oh my God, you should look it up. Like, the animations are so janky. Like, this one, the lady comes in she walks through the door and then not walking back to the door to lock it. The character model walks out of sight, spins around and yeets over to the door, like slides there and locks it and then walks back away. <laughs> this is a game that's being released for, I think, $30, at least on Steam, probably 40 on console. And it's a busted mess. I I don't recommend anyone buy this anytime soon. I, I noticed it's pretty interesting that if you look at like the released time windows for some of the best horror games of all time they almost never come out close to halloween never yeah like it's always like oh yeah my favorite horror game it released in freaking march what <laughs> like in ter- like i don't know why it just never happens it's this has been a bad honestly i think this has been a bad year for horror like uh i'm just you're only seeing like big marquee titles or big ones I think that were massive disappointments or you're seeing like asset flip like you know the the typical like like you know twitch streamer fodder it, like did you do you guys remember Resident Evil 3 came out this year I do but that was I do because I ago. paid full price for that <laughs> I like to remind people like do you remember RE3 came out this year they're like that was 10 years ago that <laughs> no, was not this year <laughs> I think we're due for another remake this year. <laughs> RE4? RE4 remake. No. But either way, like it's a broken, busted mess, and it's really sad to see. Well, I mean... The name kind of gives it away. But the I, thing I mean, is, the first one still had like a little bit of charm to it, despite being janky. This one's somehow worse. Like you, I expected the weird things. I've seen a lot of like speedruns, so I'm used to like the weird sliding without moving and stuff like that. But it was like the first shot. This one was like hyped up by the developers, and they're talking about how much better it is, like how fluid it is. Apparently, like they worked with some people in the community, like the speedrun community, for like QA and like never fixed any of the bugs. I can just see the first day reviews for this coming out and being like remothered broken porcelain, more like remothered 
broken just just broken or they could say it's aptly named aptly named as well yeah that's it if they want to be like more classy about it but yeah it's like it's it, <laughs> hate to see it hate to see it um one of the guys i watch on on twitch uh he's known for like clock tower and and remother and stuff so like everyone's just like looking forward to the like the tear down of this game today because the speedrun is looking to be like two hours long the original game speedruns like 35 minutes so i don't see this game having much legs unless they can really fix it are you gonna try speedrun it Kill? no i'm i'm waiting to play it casually i don't play new games the day they come out even if it's like an indie game everyone's like why aren't you playing that today i'm like because i'd rather play the ring terrors realm <laughs> I'm the type of person that's like, what can you play that you can choose anything? I'm like, ill later the Ring Terror's Realm today. That's what I want to yeah. do. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of like the same. Like, every single time that if... Honestly, I, I could play the AKB dating game all day. <laughs> like, I would, I'd rather just replay something I know some days than play something new that comes out. Because not that older games are inherently, like, you know, more... Like, have more soul all the time. Or they're just like, you know, they were made back when people cared. I mean, they were always made to make money. It's just like... Yeah. Now it's like most of the games that come out are too cinematic and I don't want to play a movie. Like, Remothered looks like a movie too often, too. I'm like, I just want to play something that has stupid cutscenes with bad voice acting in it that, like, I'm just going to laugh my ass off. That's supposed to be serious. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, that's like their last bit of news. So we can transition to the main thing unless Timber has something to say. Nope. I, oh, I, I uh, go. <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm just having a hard time breathing all of the spooky air today. Yeah. Because it's it's Halloween month. It's, it's spooky ha- month. Yeah. And I promise this would be a horror or spooky themed episode and we we've we've peppered it in. Now here's the the part. Um Spooky We have some questions I think that could help drive discussion for it. Um all right. The first question we had was from Pasta, and what's a spooky game or movie you always come back to every October? Wait, a spooky me, game or movie? Move like we pick a game and a movie that you always come back to every October. Oh, 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 okay. Like I can go first. For for me, October, um, I either have to watch Rocky Horror or Hocus Pocus. Like girlfriend, I've been trying to figure out. It's like, do you want to watch a movie? And we're like trying to figure out when's the best week to watch Hocus Pocus. I think we're gonna do it the week that she's off, because that's a good one. Game-wise, though, I mean, I play horror games every day, so it's really hard to choose. I was going to say, this you're is, like a kid is, in a candy store with yeah, that. Kyo's <laughs> like, I think I'll decorate my Animal Crossing island as Halloween Dude, as possible. mine's spooky. I've, made, I've, been, I I've been working on it. I put pumpkins everywhere. Yeah, it's pumpkined up to the max. But like, at least like this year, what I really want to play is I really want to play more Ill Bleed, because I want to get, I want to understand that game better, because I've never finished it. Speedrun it. I'm, I'm waiting for the speedrun guide to be available. The someone's guide. working on no well someone's making it because each level has three to four permutations per um puzzle layout for like which things are going to pop out at you so they're making like they're charting all of that and actually putting stuff out because there's no information about this like even casually this would be nice to know oh that's amazing it's amazing that this is something that's happening right now about yeah. ill bleed which came out in like <laughs> oh, okay 2000 i went a little too far back but still how about um, how about you, Timber? What do you what do you do every you know? I don't exactly have uh consistent traditions, but um 
usually around this time I will uh, try to watch something spooky with my friends. This year's going to be a little bit weird with that, but uh, regularly we'd cycle between uh, something like Dear Woman, um, Harry, mm-hmm. yeah, Dear Woman, Harry Potter, or uh, uh, every very very rarely Halloween Town for nostalgia's sake. But it's Ooh, never Halloween Town that one. Yeah, I seen in a long it's time. so good for being what it is. Um, both that and uh, what was it the. I forgot the name of the dude that, that that has his revenge in the second one, but both of them were pretty good. I haven't seen in years. Calabar's revenge. Calabar, yeah. <laughs> uh, those were. Such... I don't know why I just knew that. Does he have a sword? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think. I don't think so. Nah, he was just sort of a dude. Like I don't remember him being anything special. It was just a, a, a an excuse to go back to Halloween Town, and like I guess they were sapping the Halloweeniness out of Halloween Town, so people the were like they were turning normal, uh, which was interesting to see. Just people like becoming less Halloweeny, and what that could possibly mean in the creative minds of the director of that movie. Didn't- didn't like the third movie they like just like they left Halloween Town and was destroyed or something. The third one wasn't very good, but yeah, they like it was Halloween Halloween High, wasn't it? Or no, that was the fourth one. I don't remember. I feel like it basically took place inside of a castle, and they must have had a reduced budget or something because you almost and they changed never all went. the actors too, didn't they? Yeah, it was very yeah, different. They changed all that. Yeah, it was kind of because you're all too old at that point. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Halloween Town High. Yeah, they replaced everyone. <laughs> Oh man! See, I don't know why I know all this. Yeah, like we're sitting here being like, "Yeah, this this really old thing." I don't remember the name. You're just like, "Dude, Calabar's Revenge." I got it. It's up here. It's been waiting for this moment. Uh, and and don't I've don't forget, for this, this is this is edgy edgy Calabar Revenge. So it's spelled with a K. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Full caliber. Oh my god. And as far as games uh i don't usually i don't usually have games for specific seasons or times but around halloween and new year's i tend to go back and play majora's mask and uh, this is no exception i'm going to be playing majora's mask again not on stream but just ball drop uh i can do moon drop moon drop usually is for new year's uh but i might do one this year i think you did last year and barry was sad yeah, it sucks when I couldn't do the tradition, but things were really, really bizarre uh, at the turn of that year, so I really couldn't. This time I should be good, so I really want to do a moon drop this year. Um, but yeah, so that's me. What about you, Ken? <laughs> so, so Halloween is a very fickle holiday for me, or, or it's spooky time for me. So. I'm I'm not a fan of horror. I'm a big sissy baby. Uh, I'll admit that I've said that plenty of times throughout the course of the show. And so I'm a big sissy baby. But the thing is, I love the the horror movie series Halloween. I don't know why I really like Halloween. <laughs> you don't like Halloween, but you like Halloween. Yeah, I don't like the the tradition and all. I don't like horror movies and all that stuff. But I love the fuck out of Halloween, and especially the third movie, because I always play the the Silver Shamrock song. Ooh, I've never seen the Halloween movies. 
Yeah, I was going to say. Friday the 13th <laughs> movies. Um, or Hellraiser. Uh, or most of them. I have accidentally seen um, Leprechaun, though. <laughs> so so of, all the, of all the random... Seen. Of all so the random horror was, movies I could reference, I somehow referenced what you've actually seen. I don't remember much of it, but when I was younger, my grandma, um, bless her heart, uh, she saw a, a TV sh- or a movie on, and I don't remember what channel it was on, but it was like I think on like basic cable or something that normally would channel a lot of stuff. She's called the Leprechaun. It's like here, here's a movie about a leprechaun. Watch this, and then like. <laughs> I guess like partway through the movie, she realized it was a horror movie <laughs> and turned it off. Uh, I think I had something similar happen to where um, they were trying to like, I think I saw Leprechaun for the first time because they had mistaken, like flipped around the Disney Channel original movie, uh, Luck of the Irish and Leprechaun. The Luck of the Irish. <laughs> which are two just not even close to the same movie. Uh, <laughs> but they're both irish themed so there you go um and it stars it stars friends actress jennifer aniston oh gosh she is now doesn't she <laughs> yeah she's in the first one yeah, sorry like being being a friend being with a friend of a horror nut i just i don't watch any of these movies but i know s- several details of them who's your horror nut friend i'm assuming it's luna yeah it's luna I say me. I'm just like I like the horror games, but I don't honestly play them because they're horror. It just all works in the theme because most of them have like the same janky mechanics I'm looking for. It's just nice to have a genre that's like what's a genre that's just like a lot of bad games because I like that. They're like try horror. I'm like there you go. Because <laughs> other yeah, games you so- have to put an investment into horror games aren't that long. Yeah, and so like for horror games, obviously I I don't I don't do well with jump scares. So that that's one thing. That's a I just don't like horror things, and I have a so one of I've I've mentioned this in on the podcast before, but I have a rational fear of inanimate objects coming alive. So you know, video games not helping that at all. Oh uh, yeah, you'd hate Illbleed. <laughs> I think like Illbleed's all about jump scares. I, well, also like eighty percent of the things that uh, that you fight are like dummies that have been reanimated. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, hell no. Like, hell no. Like so just, like, oh, oh, and Mocha Jean too. Like the like the like those just yeah, wooden Mocha dolls. Jean. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I remember you. You remember the Resident Evil Seven demo? Yeah. Didn't that yeah take, yeah take that that's good. The fuck. It, yeah. No, it took me fucking hours because one of the one of the parts you have to go upstairs. It was the pre demo. So mm-hmm. you know how is in, incrementally getting added on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as the the game got closer I so really one of the parts that. is you had to go up up that secret passageway right where it was just full of dummies oh yeah or the mannequins yeah and i was just like yeah no i am and, doing this and they first it's too. pitch dark you can't see anything in this game or for there during the demo and it's full of mannequins that i just assume something's gonna jump scare me <laughs> And also, yeah, there was another game that I I can't play. It's um, what was the Prey game? Prey, really? Interesting. Prey, the 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 game that just came out recently, where it's like a mimic or something. Oh yes, yeah. It's basically, uh, yeah. You're you're basically like a sh- versus a shape shifting poltergeist. It's really strange that that has nothing to do with like the Native American themed Prey that came out. 
like no, that's one of the name. Before. They're like we have a name. Yeah, so, Let's just use this name. People know it already. Yeah. So, but the thing is, I also have a tradition that I do with my mother. Bless her. Bless her heart. Is we play the movie games. So she, we started playing doing this around uh, as a tradition. Whenever the heavy rain, what 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 mm-hmm. uh, what that guy? What's that guy called? Um, Bill, David Cage. David Cage. Whenever his games come out, I kind of have her play play with me. So it it continued on with Until Dawn, and so every Halloween I play Until Dawn with her, and then when the Madame Madan came out, we're gonna play that this 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 year. So I'm continuing the tradition with Madame Madan as we Aww. wait for Little Little Hope. When is Little Hope coming out again? It comes out on the thirtieth. Like, I haven't seen any buzz about it yet. Yeah, because they've been kind of keeping it under wraps. They did an influencer thing oh, fuck that. where they sent out, di- like, uh, a slice demo of the gameplay. But it's only, like, I want to say 45 minutes, if that. And you're right in the middle of the game with no kind of reference of what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's not a really good thing <laughs> to do. I mean, don't you kind of want that in a demo, though? Like, the less you understand, the less you're going to get spoiled because you have no context forward or backwards for the events of what's going on in the demo. You want, like, especially if it's a gameplay-heavy one, you want an example of the gameplay and, like, a hint of what's going on in the story that would, like, explain nothing but tell you something. Yeah, so, I, for me, because I... I know I'm gonna have a hard time with that game. I had a hard time with Until John up until recently because of just the amount of fucking jump scares that game endured, especially with the first like two or three hours. I, I just hated it. <laughs> it took us forever to get through Until Dawn, but it, it, the Madame Dawn was much faster. We, we almost killed everyone. Killed Sean Ashmore. <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. But yeah, so that that's a thing that I usually do with my mother every nearby I, Halloween. I kind of force her to play these games. <laughs> I don't have anything I like play with anyone necessarily. My friend's birthday's coming up this weekend, and they want to do stuff online. I'm really worried that they're gonna like suggest playing Phasmophobia because there's four of us. All right, do we have some more questions? Let's see. Our next one. Uh, what's the worst spooky game you played? That's. <laughs> really hard for me that's really hard for me which ones have I rage quit yeah, I'll let you guys go I think that's the worst one I've rage quit uh, I guess like worse as in like gameplay wise or just worse like you it, cannot do it, it just, if, Bari just asked if what's the worst spooky game you played and why okay so if it's the worst that I can't do it it's Resident Evil 7 because of just how scary it ended up being and I don't like the hills have eyes kind of, kind of uh, aspect of it because it seems fairly. I say that fa- like very comically, fairly quote unquote realistic. <laughs> 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 but if we're saying straight out like gameplay wise, RE three, the remake, because I like like I've said, there's. I can't. I 
I don't understand how that game was made. It was the it felt like there was parts missing of it, and they tried to like you know baloney sandwich the the, the entire game. Ironically, both are Resident Evil games. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm kind of trying to refresh my memory right now because I have quite a few really, really bad ones. In terms of, like, bad enough that I couldn't finish because it was scary, uh, there's not really such a thing. I guess the closest is Amnesia, but I mostly just lost interest more than was scared. Dark Descent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I got bored of Dark Descent, but I finished Machine for Pigs. But Machine for Pigs is really, like, you you can get lost in that game somehow, but you really just, like, keep moving. There's nothing to do. Oh, my God. Apparently, Doom is horror. Doom is marked it's, as a horror game. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They, um, there's so much stuff people are like, this is horror. And it's like, how is it horror? They're like, oh, it's, um, it's, you know, well, it's got demons and blood. It's like, that's gore. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think the worst one that I can recall off the top of my head was uh, Lone Survivor. It's very low poly... Oh, no, wait. No, wait. I remember now. Uh, it's a game called Whispering Willows. It's a uh, an indie game where you play as a girl who can turn herself into a ghost, and you can kind of, like... Uh, Do you possess trees? Not really. You just kind of use it to phase through, like, walls and stuff. I, I remember finding it really intri- The reason I played it at all is because I found it intriguing since it kind of had, like, a, a Native American lore, like, mythos thing going on. But uh, it ended up being, like, stupendously disappointing. Gameplay was very clunky. Uh, the story went nowhere. Like, it, it seemed intriguing at start, and by the end I was just like, wow, I actually saw this coming a mile away. And also, it's the worst direction it could have possibly taken, and I was really hoping I was wrong when I started to speculate this halfway through the game. But no, it was just, like, it it failed on every conceivable level and was a frustrating game to play because in addition to being bad, I saw potential for something in there that was unique and interesting, and I wanted it to be a good execution of that because there's not enough coverage of that sort of thing it's a really intriguing topic and they just it's just flubbed just the whole thing i'm just like god dang it i'm actually mad that this wasn't good so that's probably the worst one for me there are tons of others though i mean i can't even count how many lackluster horror games i've played that i wouldn't really say were scary or good uh but most of them being kind of indie games that came out in like the 2000s or 2010 era yeah see for me it's really hard because like i can list all the the like you know walking simulators i hated that were whatever like i hated amnesia a machine for pigs because it was bad uh it still wasn't the worst one because i still don't think it was a horror game like there's a lot of them i play through i'm like there is nothing horror about this it was just you can have someone talk in a serious tone quickly, quickly over the notes like this. Hurry, hurry, run out of the room. You know, but it's like just something that happened like years ago and they're just hearing it. It's not a horror. It's just boring. It's Layers. like it's best haunted house. Layers of best. fear. <laughs> Layers of fear. That's all it is. Just like people speaking quickly and pretentiously, like very quickly over diet, like, you know, over you walk around doing jack shit. Quickly, quickly. But I, I think what layers of, Go ahead. I find the Layers of Fear games to be really, really bad in that regard. But I'd probably, if I had to pick one from Bloober Team, I'd say Blair Witch because it's just offensively bad. 
because not only do they 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 have a dog in there simply so at the end of the game like if you get the bad ending which is if you there's one combat section in the game if you kill anything during that time because i mean things are attacking you you're killing them with a flashlight you get the bad ending the dog is only in there so it can they can make it whimper and get hurt at the end of the game that's the only reason the dog's in the game because they don't use him enough for like this like the puzzle solving he does like two or three things then he's just there to be an emotional st- like gut punch at the end it takes the idea of a, a you know a former military um soldier like a, a former soldier or just former military combatant just like you know a, a veteran in general they have ptsd and they turn into a murderer because they're crazy and they kill people during the war or something like that i'm like this is a very outdated like tactless joke where like this is or so, like like hmm so the dog ends up being like the aggro kind just of the yeah, emotional yeah. gut just the emotional gut punch it's, it's the only it's reason kind of... i find them in there because like towards the end he falls and gets hurt and you're just like carrying this whimpering dog and i think you can even kill the dog in one of the endings uh... i think so i don't have no idea i i can't remember because i played through it once and i was just mad the whole time but like the whole thing with like just leaning this is a game that came out in 19 and 2019 and still using the idea of people with PTSD will turn like snap and turn into like, you know, psychopath murderers. I'm like, this is so outdated. I'm like, what the fuck does any of this have to do with the Blair Witch? What does any of it have to do with the Blair Witch? Nothing. It has nothing to do with it. It was so weird to like have this game that was supposed to be like I don't even know that much about Blair Witch, so like this is based on me talking to people who are really into it. They're like, there's very little in here that resembles what Blair Witch was about. Like, them even trying to make the Blair Witch, like, a real entity type thing. It's just, like, everything was, like, un- everything was underbaked. And, like, to have those 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 thematics and just, like, that type of, like, focus for the game. The whole end part is you walking through a burning house with a guy having war flashbacks. It's, like, it's so out of touch. Like, why would you even make this, in, like, now? Like, this, people with PTSD already have trouble, like, you know... There's such a stigma already there that, like, you know, they're crazy. They're going to snap one day and kill everyone. And that's just what the game does. And within the horror community, especially with, like, if you're making a game like this, which is streamer bait or, like, you know, YouTube bait or whatever, mental health awareness is a big thing in the horror community. And then to make a game where, like, mental health is once again used as, like, the joke or, like, you know, the driving point of that's why they're crazy. That's why they kill people. It's just so out of touch. So that's the worst one for me. I hope that's enough of a why. <laughs> that's uh yeah. I think that's like more justification that I could come up with for my laundry bag of ugh, garbage horror like, games. I could do an entire video podcast, whatever, complaining about Bloober Team's like, you know, attempt at making horror. Like the closest I think they ever got to anything interesting was Observer, but I can't play it because it's boring and it gives me like a like um motion sickness. Mm. I enjoyed. Like, what I, I did enjoy what I played of it, um, but I also never went back because it it did kind of. It's just a very plodding pace that I, I feel like they could have maybe stepped it up a bit. You know, let's let's move things along. Might have helped keep things engaging, but mm. it's just like it goes really slow, and you're playing as an old man, so it kind of works. But like at the same time, it's like you can barely understand him when he's speaking, and there's no driving thing because like the first room you're in it's just like you're slowly walking through this 
and the screen's like bugging out because they're trying to go with it being like cyberpunk in a way, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's just because the game's not optimized well. So it's screen tearing. I mean, I do think that I was probably a bad pilot for that game because I do recognize that there was a lot of moments where I was just like in a room unsure what I was looking for. Like it's basically it's it kind of turns into a, a, a kind of hidden object game. Anytime you're mm-hmm. in any of the rooms, it's just like, okay, where's the thing? And you spend like 30 minutes searching. And I know it's trying to be like a, a, a broody detective game, but I don't know. I enjoyed The Witcher 3 a lot more as a broody detective game. And, you know, the part of that that I valued was not rifling through people people's drawers trying to find pieces of information. Like, that's basically the automated part of the process. But you still feel like you're finding clues and moving along in that game. Mm. Um I don't know. Well, to go on to something a bit more positive, I guess, after that. <laughs> um, and why do we Tofu here on the Potosaurus hate video games again? Yeah. Tofu asks, Ken, why are you a wimp in terms of horror? As it, Apparently, this is my words. They are, but I mean, I don't like to be called out. I mean, because I am. <laughs> I just... I, I was... Let's just say this much. I was traumatized as a child just being watching horror movies all day, almost every day, because my sister, who used to watch me, really likes horror also. So she would, I think the first, like, if we're going to be, like, deconstructing why I don't like horror, I think the first movie I ever watched as a horror movie that I can recollect is Child's Play. So that also grows my fear of inanimate objects coming to life. But yeah, no, it's because I just I'm I haven't gotten a huge affinity to it, and I hate jump scares. I just hate jump scares. I mean, I, could... I remember, I remember watching. What was it? Oh, there was a horror movie that came out like a while back that I went to go see in the theaters. That wasn't ha- Halloween. I, like, see, I wouldn't even watch Halloween in the theaters. I was still scared. I, I'd rather watch it in my own comfort of my own home because I, I feel I feel much more safe. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't watch horror movies in the theaters. But I, I remember, I think it was, oh, it was It. I watched the, 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 the rebooted version of It. And I, near the end, when, I believe when the portrait came to life when it got off and got stanley or whatever his name was yeah i couldn't handle it i I didn't handle that jump scare very well i ended up watching the the entire movie the rest of the movie through my fingers because i'm a big scary baby i mean i've never seen that movie to be honest i kind of envy that though like you you're able to feel legitimate kind of terror or horror from these from the horror games the emotion that it's intended to evoke that i feel you know, the, for me, the more I've been exposed to these things, the less it really does anything anymore. I think Kyo kind of... I'm not scared by anything. Yeah. I just get annoyed in horror games now. Like, if someone's trying to jump scare me, I'm like, stop. I'm trying to move forward. Like, I just get annoyed at things that are blocking my progress. Like, if something's in my way, it's like, it's going to be a QTE time. Like, just, I'm just trying to walk across the room. And everyone else in the is like, oh my fucking, where'd she come from? Like, just shut... I just want her to go away. That's all I want her to do. <laughs> Yeah, and I get annoyed when they when I tried to do little tricks. So like Amnesia: The Dark Descent, I'd never found it actually scary in the slightest. What did get to me is that they did certain audio mixing tricks so that you'd have your audio set to like 
medium volume where you know you'd expect sounds to be and then a cutscene will come on and suddenly it's just like wow why is this guy's footsteps and the sound of chain link clattering at 200 percent volume like it is so loud my ears freaking <laughs> hurt they do that it's just like dude I, this isn't scary it's just hurting my ears like this isn't i think like i remember like we're going through until dawn like there's one jump scare that's prevalent that i just i always hate it i always know it's coming but i hate it it's when you're actually the i think the first time and you're looking at the 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 binoculars mm-hmm. and, the guy jumps and you're in seeing front. yeah and the guy jumps in front that always fucking gets me and it doesn't help that the music just spikes up to 15 at that one <laughs> particular time yeah i mean i know it's a horror trick but it's such a cheap trick like just it's not it, it's I, just like what five nights at freddy's does where it's like you know i'm not scared of the animatronic i'm scared of the fact that it's loud like it's just, it's just loud that the noise just just comes out to you could be setting the volume at a two and it still jumps at 15 yeah so yeah there's there's that 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 is my reason why tofu because i'm a big baby good for me we got a few more questions what is the spooky game you like the best mine has evolved over time uh, this is but from black shotgun by the way Sp- favorite spooky game mine like i like at least top five i can tell you in no particular order it's like RE7, uh, Ill Bleed now. I like the Ring Terrors realm because it's really funny. Michigan so, Report from Hell's gone on there. And then what's one more? I guess Haunting Ground. What is it on there now? I like Clock Tower 2 to struggle with it a lot, but I, it's also really frustrating. I'm amazed that you put Haunting Ground on there. I didn't think that you actually enjoyed I've, playing I've it enjoyed it a lot more. It's the final area I think is garbage, though. Also, mm. I think once you get to Ricardo, the game gets like kind of bad. Oh yeah, that's, that's kind of where that's, I stopped in my game was Ricardo. That's, that's the Capcom like thing right there. Once you you hit like two thirds of the way through the game or three fourths of the way and it gets bad, that's just a Capcom games in a nutshell. How about you, Ken? So I mean, I I've talked about it already. I guess Until Dawn would be probably one of my yeah. favorites. I really like it. The story is really solid, and I do like the pick your, choose your own adventure. Madame Madon was really solid too. It's Although just, it is a shorter game, but it it and you don't get to spend as much time with the characters like you do with Until Dawn. Hmm. It's pretty a silly. It's still a solid series, and I'm looking forward to to Little Hopes of Horror or Little Ho- Little Hope. Uh, little Hope, yeah. The biggest problem with Man and Madon was that it wasn't long enough for you to care, like for the plot or the characters to really stick with you. Like none of it was bad. Yeah. It just it needed more. That was like its yeah, biggest like the, flaw. It needed more. I, I like I didn't really care that Sean Ashmore died. <laughs> you think that mm. one of your major characters that you're playing as you would care for that, but I was like, Oh, okay, he died all the time kind of thing. Where I felt much more much more attached to when it's when Ashley died, when I killed her by mistake. You suck. It's so hard to kill. I told Ashley. you this. I told. I told you this. I told you this. Oh yeah, and then that got me too. That jump fucking scary got me too. And then I almost I re I deleted my slave data because I wanted Ashley to live, and I redid the entire game just to get to that point. Get the stupid fucking totem that's hiding behind the jump scare. So you still gotta go over there if you want the fucking hundred percent for the totems. How about you, Timber? Uh. 
So I, I consider horror to be a pretty broad category, and generally what I find to be my favorite is always going to be the more psychologically rooted horror, things that are more frightening in concept than in what is tangibly physically happening. So If you say Clive Barker's Undying. No. So one of them that I'm going to put up here, and this is going to get, like, I guess it's kind of jeers from, uh, from, from Kyo, but Majora's Mask is not a horror game, expressly i I would put that in the same i'd put that in the same realm of of horror as metroid fusion metroid fusion metroid fusion is a low-key horror game okay majority through the thing about have you played through it i have never played it no okay so you lose your suit at the beginning like from being a like you know a paras like a parasite attacks samus she loses her suit and that's why she's in the fusion suit well then with the, the parasite that like infected her suit reforms and becomes semi-sentient and is walking around as like as the her most powered up self and whenever you run into it you have to bolt because she will murder you and they set it up kind of very stealth horror section oh, where wow. you have to sneak but oh, it's, that actually sounds really good granted i'm not really interested in metroid at all but that sounds really solid like it's it's kind of low-key horror it's not a horror game like this i would not say metroid fusion's a horror game but it's like low-key horror it has enough horror themes in it to be like like at least like alien level horror yeah in a way yeah Yeah, so where it's like still sci-fi but it's still horror and that's that's kind of the thing like to me majora's mask has an element of psychological horror just with the premise of this uh you know the moon dropping over the span of three days you're on a limited timer and you get to experience the interactions with all of these people who are looking death in the face and seeing that realization dawn in their like mental processing over time is just really wild to see um so just the 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 circumstances of it are are creepy and unnerving Hmm. um another game that kind of fits the same category is what remains of edith finch which is a walking simulator but it's a very very good one uh where uh so much of that that story revolves around the concept of of uh death arriving to these characters who kind of have very they have a family curse that kind of impacts them in different ways and sitting there and knowing every time you enter in one of these character stories you're like okay this is really unassuming how's this one gonna go and it's always you know a certain situation where you're like well this looks like a, a nice safe existence like i don't know it's like friday the 13th if it was played not friday what, what am i thinking of i'm thinking of uh Oh, what are those movies? That really narrows it down. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They were always really hokey, and they the, there was a time where the guy's grill blew up at the end of the movie. Like they always had like a oh, final, final destination. destination. Yeah. Um, oh, that's another. That's another good old genre that I love. <laughs> um, yeah. Final. It, it's like if Final Destination, but it was played very seriously. Um, and I found it really intriguing just because it was like all of these, um, all these characters had really fleshed out and good characterization and personalities and, and reasons for wanting to live and, and, and reasons for what they were doing. And then just seeing it snuffed out in very, uh, creative ways that you just, you you can't even begin to mentally process. I don't know. It was just a, a really another unnerving i like unnerving games not necessarily horror games because the closer you get to horror the closer you also get to the camp side of horror where it starts to be very silly which is fun too 
but to me those are always going to be like kind of second fiddle to a good a, a well-executed concept that really makes me think and feel kind of shivers from the concept more than just the in the moment fear factor i think i guess was that okay for that question yeah i'm good <laughs> i didn't know if it can anything yeah. else yeah all right um these the last year also from shotgun what was your favorite halloween costume from youth mine was master shake from aqua teen hunger force and i can't find a picture of it anywhere that's amazing <laughs> huh I, I said that's amazing they said that's basic i'm like yes that's such a basic thing normal people do is dress up as master shake <laughs> no no it's cool like they my my mom and my sister made it they like took one of those like you know um if you're doing cross stitch one of those big like um like the looms like the big circle ones mm-hmm. they got the biggest one to make like the ring for it like made it into like a cup lid and then like with a straw and then they got a lot of like white felt and just put it around it as like master shake and then they put on like the hands on the side there's like little slits but my hands couldn't go out there so i had to use the slit in the back to do anything had a face on it and everything and then it had like two poles in the middle that like were stuck up into the top that i held onto and like i could put in my pockets it was a really cool costume <laughs> i just wish i could find a picture of it somewhere how about you timber uh so i was never somebody who was super into doing halloween costuming which meant that i only had a handful of costumes i did and then just kind of recycled them over the years um, how many times did you dr- do dracula or a vampire no i never went that basic so i had let me see for, for... it's your culture <laughs> wow <laughs> you didn't dress up like your dad so let for me the, the man from ozone you didn't dress up like there was one where <laughs> the I, ozone. <laughs> there, there, there was one where i had read the uh the goosebump book about how like there's a character who like wore a mask and it was stuck to them i don't i don't remember like that specific story's name the haunted the haunted, the mask. haunted mask. yeah yeah that one um so i remember like I, i'm just gonna like be that you know i'm just gonna like emulate that so i had this really ugly like sh- sheriff mask that was meant for adults but it was like really oversized for me um so it looks really creepy because it's like you, you just see these black holes where the the eyes should be in the mask because <laughs> it's so uh, I'm so deep inlaid into the mask. So that's that's one that I did. I also had um, uh, let me see, Harry Potter was for a very long time was uh, a costume that I had. Ooh. Um, I would dress up as Harry Potter. I mean, it doubled as giving me a really really nice scarf after the fact regardless if it was halloween or not <laughs> and then there was also uh something i dubbed cash Dolph, which was I, I was able to acquire a wizard beard but i couldn't acquire all the other pieces required to do a proper gandalf costume so i had the staff the beard and uh and i guess i just kind of wore like a, a cashmere sweater and uh that was dubbed cash Dolph. <laughs> interesting yeah so that's that's like that's that's basically it i I didn't really do a whole lot of costumes and i reused the same ones an awful lot i wish i did do more of them how about you ken so there was a string of years of in my youth where i was a huge street fighter fan so i in the course of three years i had dressed up as ken ryu and akuma you're what? Well, Ken Ryu and Monokuma? Akuma. And and Akuma. Oh, Akuma. Okay, I'm thinking, like, growing through my head, like, all the different bear characters I know. I'm like, which one is that? 
And then all of a sudden, I switched to Tekken. <laughs> yeah, so Akuma was probably the uh, most difficult one. I'd imagine. But we had the basic... Because we had the basic outline for... We, we did Ken's outfit first. So we still had the the blueprint or the sewing blueprint, so to speak, for making the geese. So we just reused everything after that. Reuse was the easiest, honestly. Ken's was kind of difficult because to get know, to I, get a red gi is kind of difficult, yeah. No, plus I'm you know I'm I'm Asian man, so growing blonde you know, <laughs> was always you know. <laughs> you could do it. Just try. Just try, just for one day. Yeah, yeah. No. I think we ended up getting a wig. Yeah, I think that's what, if I remember correctly. Hmm. And then the real one was easy. Akuma's was we got. We got hair gel or hairspray and a bunch of red hairspray, and uh, we we did it that way. Oh wow! We went through three cans to try to get my hair from black to red as as much as we can, and it didn't help that we went to school, and the <laughs> this color was fading away while we were at like PE or something or recess or oh, something. Oh, so you're just like I was like, red. oh my god, my eyes are burning. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> but that made you even more Akuma because then you had like the red eyes <laughs> too. My rage, my <laughs> rage. Uh, it sounds like it would be an After incredible that, costume to do, though. Yeah, that was that was probably one of a couple of my favorite ones from youth. After that, I was I was Goku, for one. And then we ran into another person that was Goku, so we I just kept on calling him Goten. And okay. after that, I was I was a tomato. Oh, okay, I see that we're improving <laughs> our costumes every time. <laughs> yeah, I was a tomato because me and my friends. This was fairly recent. This was in college we decided to dress up as all the AKB members for this one particular music video, which is called Yasai Sisters, where all the all the members dressed up as vegetables. My favorite member was tomatoes. So I dressed up a tomato. The other my other friend was dressed up as a eggplant, because his favorite member was eggplant. Or I think he just wanted to dress up like an eggplant. Then the other one was cabbage. I'm just really glad that this didn't go down the other alternate timeline route that this could have gone on, where you're like, yeah, we all wanted to dress up as our favorite members of VeggieTales. Uh, for... Of VeggieTales? Yeah. 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 Then there was another year where we just dressed up as bananas, because why the hell not? I guess the, the, the costume that, ideas ran out after time. That, that also could have that also <laughs> yeah. could have been VeggieTales, so, you know, we'll just give it to all, all of that. Um, now I just... Now I just dress up as common writer people because I just buy the costumes. You said wear the belt. No, wear the belt. But I also had Gimes' jacket and the Gimes shirt. So I really want um, uh, what's his name? Cross um, Cross X. I I never know how to say his name. The one from Build, Crows. Ah, uh, okay. Claws. I don't. Crows, yeah. They they name his his name is like Cross X, and it's like Crows. They're like okay. <laughs> whatever yeah I, I remember the year that we were in japan i dressed up as shotaro and mm -hmm. i had the the double belt and the hat and the suit i really want um his i want banjo's uh jacket oh yeah that jacket is sweet 
But those um, were those Tsuki-chan? I, yeah. I, I like those. Those like baseball jackets. Those are cool. I want one really bad. Yeah. Those are actually really, really good. All right, let's see. But yeah. We have one more question, and I don't even know if either of you can help so much. Shotgun's also asking for a recommendation for a good psychological horror game. I'm going to say Detention. It's According to Steam... Oh, go go ahead. Okay. It's um, it's based in Taiwan during uh, the period of martial law, and I think oh, the boy. White Scare. It's a very good game, though. It's like um, it's a bit slower paced. There's no combat. It still has. It's not a walking sim. It's an adventure game, but it's very good, and I will always recommend that one. And Shotgun probably knows this because I mean you've probably seen either me or Brogan play it, but it's a very good um, experience for psychological horror. What is this game going called? Again? Detention. Detention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if you hate yourself, dread out. That was dread out. Dread out. If think about Fatal Frame, but worse. Yeah. Really bad Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. How about you, Timber? You got any recommendations? Well, according to Steam, Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion is a, a psychological oh horror. I'm just kidding. I think probably the i mean i already i basically said that i'm really into psychological kind of creepy stuff so if any of the other things that i mentioned here appeal to you i would definitely recommend checking those out uh be i thought you're gonna say uh, majora's mask yeah yeah majora's mask and what remains of edith finch are definitely good um but there's also uh i had played shoot oh my brain just completely ejected this idea um okay ken go ahead and I'll, uh, I'll 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 circle back on this i mean if we're going by definition of what steam says technically nba 2k21 is a psychological, <laughs> Isn't it listed psychological as that? horror game yeah it is well there you go nba 2k21 because apparently it's so bad on the pc that it it gives direct horror. Walking simulators but, yeah, on there I, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because you are walking from place to place, from one side of the court to the other. Mostly negative. Currently popular. Uh, yeah, it's probably popular because the NBA Finals happened. Yeah, it's on sale too. Yeah. I don't know. Generally, when things are psychological horror, they tend to be a lot lighter on the horror side. Um. So like. I really loved Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I thought it was a really great mind twist experience. It just, it, it does a lot of stuff that's really wild from a psychological perspective, but I wouldn't call it scary or horror at all. It's just weird. Um, also, uh, I guess before we get too far uh, in, in, into things i should mention that there's breaking news that was just brought to my attention that level five is uh is is dead Any, anyone Completely? else Completely? they're or just in the u.s and north american operations yep yeah i saw that like the other day but i was still waiting to see if that was confirmed or anything it it sounds like it's a rumor so i don't know with 100 percent certainty but based on but... what's going on like there's no there's still no like they haven't They've done, I think, one game localization in the past like year or two. Yeah, it's just they made the Dark Cloud games, which had a, a special place in my heart. So um, it's sad 
to to hear that that's possible but i don't I, again i haven't seen enough things confirming it was like one news source that reported it and then a couple others that were parroting that news source so uh yeah i i guess it's lost for me guys i, I can't i cannot remember i guess i'm just gonna have to go with uh like what remains majora's mask and uh and Hellblade is kind of my my Rex here. Hellblade's the closest there to actually being a horror game. It's the closest one. Would it's Breath not. The, it's not really. What was that? Would Breath of the Wild? <laughs> no. Does Genshin my, Impact count? Because, because I, I I have the psychological horror of losing my. Equipment. Does Genshin Impact <laughs> count as a psychological horror of losing all of your money to a gacha game? Yeah, yeah. No. Gotcha games count. <laughs> no. Well, that's it for questions, and I think that wraps up our stuff. <laughs> I intended to be. I hope that was sufficiently spooky for stuff we discussed. I tried the best, but I mean, I'm the only one in the in the group that really does horror. So hey, look, we talked about yeah, I'm sorry, Ill Bleed and Deadpool. <laughs> I, I I brought some stuff. We tried. There was at least like a mention it, of like horror every half hour. Yeah, kind of. You know the 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 next episode. I I think the next uh, we 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 can talk about this off air, but I think the next episode we should do is we should do a little hope review of which ending you got in yeah i mean if we if i can um assuming i'll get that won't be the next one be the one after i think yeah first one yeah, november well, first one in november first I, one I recorded in compare, november oh yeah. i remembered my game uh what it's called the dark eye and it was a uh it's a it's basically a game that plays through several edgar Allan poe short stories in game format uh, which I guess is kind of cheating because Edgar Allan Poe is, you know, I mean, it's Edgar Allan Poe. It, it's it's exactly what it is, and it's pretty dang creepy and, and weird. But uh, seeing it represented in this kind of claymation style in the Dark Eye game just brings it to a new level of kind of shuddery, uh, just chill factor, especially with some of the premises. I think one of the stories had something to do with, like, teeth and like digging up like a guy that was obsessed with digging up corpses to collect their teeth as like trophies and that mm-hmm. uh that entire premise just got me completely like Ugh. it's just there's there's so many weird things like that that get to me that makes me uncomfy yeah you should check that one out <laughs> send me it on a link to it later okay i don't know if it still runs on modern systems but i hope it does so yeah with that with that extra spooky episode Ooh. of the Potosaurus, you guys have any Anything that you guys want to pimp out before we sign out here? I have a retrosaurus coming that has been basically kept being delayed because my hands hurt, and I hope I get it up in the next. But I hope to get up by Friday. <laughs> my hands have been hurting way too much to like play anything or sit there and edit. I've been like, I haven't even been playing in any games off stream because I've been trying to save my hands. So that's what it. about you, Timber? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> You have anything you want to pimp out? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I was going to say, I'm not going to repeat this, Timber. You're Uh, just going to have to guess. I'm still working on my next video, so I don't have anything that's going to be immediately ready. I'm I'm hoping it's ready by Halloween, but can't guarantee it. But if it does go up, it'll go on my YouTube.com slash TimberTaft. Otherwise, I'm streaming Twitch.tv slash TimberTaft Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays, and Saturdays at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, playing origami king and doom that's basically been my life for like the past month and a half well i guess since timber went into that i'll be like and and my name's cody hunter which is easier to spell than it is to say and you can find me on twitch and youtube i'm on twitch monday through friday 
at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. I do themed weeks of horror games. We'll do them all month and maybe beyond once I figure out what I'm doing with my life. This current week is Haunted Houses. Next week, I have not decided the theme yet, but I have two in mind. And yeah, and I'll have it up. I do a show on YouTube called Retrosaurus, which hopefully by the time this goes up, there will be a new episode of that up about Fatal Frame and Michigan Report from Hell. Those are our two games that we'll be covering, and to a lesser extent, Lifeline. So this is going to be an interesting episode that will probably take a lot of <laughs> explaining. And how about you, Ken? But yeah, I mean, for me, I was actually on a podcast, once again, called Japan on Film, which is a, a Japanese cinema podcast, and... This time around, I talked about, uh, I guess going on to the spooky things, I talked about the first movie of the Death Note trilogy. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God. Really <laughs> yes. The, the Japanese one, not the American Oh, thank yeah, God. The, at least it's better. At least it's better. That one's go- good. The other ones are all bad. Yeah, the other one's all bad. We, we, we weren't going to... Uh, I don't know. Uh, we might talk about the second one. We're not going to touch the third one. <laughs> but Where, Which stars Philip from Kamen Rider Double. You don't want to do L change the canon? No, L change the canon. L lights the world. No, it's the 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 new light one, the one that came out like a couple of years ago. But yeah, you can go check that out. Just look up Japan on film. And if you want to hear my ramblings about the Japanese music industry, you can check me out on Ongakudu. Like I said, I talk about the Japanese music industry, and I do some reporting about the industry as well at Ongakudu.com. You can also check my ramblings on twitch which i just finished breath of the wild and i am going to play resident evil remake and that will probably Ooh. take me the remaining of the month <laughs> because a i've never played resident evil before the first one so i have no idea what the hell i'm gonna do i've seen bits and pieces i know there's a giant snake and a, 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 a shark i yes. think but besides that, I don't know. I know that Jill is the master of unlocking, and that's all I know. Good. I know that dogs crash through a window. Yeah, dogs power. Dogs, dogs yeah. So I know several bits and pieces, but I've never played the game before, so that'll be fun. But yeah, you can check me out on my new time. I actually stream on Tuesday and Fridays at the lovely 6 or 7 a.m., Hawaii Standard Time just it just depends on if I wake up or not honestly but usually it'll be 6 a.m because I need to start getting into my work schedule so 6 a.m it is for now but you can check me out at twitch.tv slash same as the podcast but yeah you can find me at twitter at otyken1 where I talk about bang dream Aina Aiba bang dream the NBA finals bang dream and the MLB playoffs as of right now and did I say Bang Dream? You bang said Bang Dream. Yes. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Spooky Potosaurus. Spooky. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. and, and Goodbye, everyone. And, and have a nice, chilling October. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you, Timber. Bye-bye. Aloha. <laughs>